Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 11. Wah. One into the double digits, but we're doing well. Big show, big show. We've got the Nintendo Direct to discuss, which will be coming up in the news section. But of course, we should see who we have around. My name is Patrick. I am once again joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hi, everyone. There we go. Cool. Uh... It seems like this might be one of the first weeks that we're not all playing a game that recently came out. Just as a nice, kind of like a breather week, because boy, after the Direct, we definitely have a few of those games coming up. Yeah, that uh, that Direct was something alright. It filled up a lot of the months coming up this year. Yeah, yep. not even that as well. Elden Ring too. Yeah, Elden Ring's coming up very soon. They directly gave us a lot of information. And the number of, uh, this game is now open for pre-order. Oh, my wallet is going to feel that pinch. Uh, first thing that I want to bring up, though, obviously, we are in the middle of the Winter Olympics held in Beijing. I know that you guys probably don't follow it too closely, but there is one story that I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, so, the the idea of doping in Olympic sports is near and dear to my heart, because I, as a, as a proud Kiwi, had to sit back and watch as we got the silver medal back in what would have been the 28, 2008 or 2012 Olympics, due to the doping of a um belarusian athlete i believe uh in the shot put and so valerie adams got the silver and then was promoted to gold when the uh investigation came out the reason i bring it up is because when you think about uh shot putters they're fairly fairly burly fairly big people they uh you know if, if you were to do performance enhancing drugs something like shot put would probably be the place to do it because you just stack muscle but there's a story circulating about the winter olympics recently that i found very entertaining and that, uh, and that a the um, the person who got gold in the figure skating competition was accused of performance enhancing drugs. Did you guys hear about this? I did not actually. I think isn't, isn't that the fifteen year old girl? Yeah. So think about like the the most the most petite people in the in the Winter Olympics lineup, and how one of them has been accused of using performance enhancing drugs. I I find that to be a hysterical contrast. Uh, obviously, nothing has been confirmed, at least as of recording. We'll have to wait and see. But if you were to pick a sport that you thought about using performance enhancing drugs for, would figure skating be in uh, any of your top three? I think it requires way more muscle than you're giving a credit for, to be honest. I um, it wouldn't be in my top three, but I think it would be up there. I I think it's I think it's because it's more dexterity as well. That's Pat's probably so confused by it. All, yeah. all I'm saying is, if you had someone with that had min max strength and someone that had min max dexterity, and you put them both into a figure skating competition, I'd feel pretty safe putting money on the the min max on dexterity. Uh, could be just me. Well, is it is it singles figure skating or doubles figure skating? Because that's a big difference. I believe this was singles. I'm not actually sure. I believe it was singles, and that it was a a, a lovely 15 year old Russian girl. Uh, if if the um, reports are to be believed, which of course everything is alleged, there is an investigation ongoing, but it seems like quite a few places are reporting that. But I believe that was the singles. But no, I just found that found that rather interesting in the midst of everything else that we have going on. And of course, other thing worth bringing up. I know it's not related to gaming, but we got our first Winter Olympic gold medal. Uh, well done, Zoe! Proud proud Kiwi moment. Uh, getting the gold in snowboarding. Anyway, that, that concludes the Winter Olympics chat, but you know, it's topical. Figured I'd bring it up. Hang on, I thought of something funny. I thought I thought of a Stephen comment to make. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought of something funny is always a good start. Thank you for announcing it so we can prep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've got figure skating, right? Do you reckon they'll have like amiibo skating? Is that like in the Nintendo Olympics? The N- Nintendo Olympics, if you would. Right-click disconnect. 
I prefer Nendoroid uh, skating. But those don't give me weird characters in Smash Brothers, do they? You, you're talking about Miis, though. Uh, like Amiibos. Not Amiibos. Amiibos are figures. Uh, I guess. So it'd be like Amiibo skating. It's you, You're reaching and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Maybe I should have stretched more and become more of like a figure skater then. Or a gymnast. Maybe you should have doped. Oh, maybe I should be on once in the drugs. Can we cut this part out, please? <laughs> if, if, you announced it, now you live with it. If anyone has performance-enhancing drugs they'd like to give to Steven, uh, <laughs> we will pay you to help sort this problem for us. <laughs> uh, I, I, it, did, um, it did remind me, though. Uh, I don't know which one. It was. I think it was the original Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, the one based on 2008 Olympics, but did anyone else lose a Nintendo DS screen to play in that game? I played the Wii version. Uh, well, I played it on the Wii like a regular. Yeah, I had the Wii version yeah. as well. How good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing using a Wii remote didn't destroy your screens at all? Uh, not the screens. I destroyed so many nunchucks though. They, <laughs> those uh, joysticks did not hold up when you were spinning them round and round and round. So it sounds like you guys obeyed the instructions and put the wrist strap on? Yeah, and I even had like the, the first wrist strap, the one that didn't like snap in yeah yeah the ones that they um they just sort of sat there yeah they were they were terrible so fucking dangerous i didn't i just had a good grip sounds like you are playing with fire sir you guys remember the eye toy (laughs) yeah oh man okay if you broke a screen by using an eye toy i don't know what to tell you i mean you had to use an eye toy on the playstation 3 so you could use the playstation move really yeah yeah because it was it was tracking the light bulbs at the top of the move controllers Oh, wild. So there's this other invention called the Kinect, right? Is that still going good? Are people still using that? Uh, they are, but not for games. <laughs> uh, I, I heard the, the racing game uh, was excellent. So good that you don't even have to play it yourself. You can just, you can start the race and then walk away, get a cup of coffee, come back and you've won. The Kinect killed the Sonic Riders series, so I will forever hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about that. All the Fable I talk series, about that. All the Dragon Ball Z um, Kinect game, all the Star Wars Kinect game. The Han Solo song will always live rent-free in my head. <laughs> Wasn't there a, um, it was like a Just Dance thing or something that yeah, had- Yeah, that's yeah, that's where that solo song yeah. came from. God, that's right. Man. Yeah, that's, um, man, that's a banger and a half. I should also, uh, while I remember it, correct something that I said incorrectly on last week's show. When we were talking about the Doom soundtrack, I got a bit muddled between what it was that, uh, man, already forgot this. Mick Gordon? Please tell me it was Mick Gordon. Yeah, Mick Gordon. Oh, saved it. Uh, I got a bit muddled between what it was that Mick Gordon was told he could and couldn't do with the Doom soundtrack. I was trying to make the connection that it was some sort of dubstep thing he was trying to make. It was actually just a lack of guitars that he was able to use. And so he initially complied and then slowly just added more and more guitars anyway. And we wound up with the Doom soundtrack. So apologies for everyone that listened to that and went, oh, he's so close but so wrong because I I, I have been in that position Um you know, from both sides, and it it is annoying. So hopefully that clears the air. I mean, you were fairly close anyway because you were you were kind of on the money with the whole du- uh, dubstep versus metal thing. It was just it's more about the instruments rather than the genre. Yeah, yeah. But also, his reasoning for doing that was that uh, he said that guitars were like very influential to the original Doom's uh, soundtrack, so he wanted to have them in the game anyway. Mm. It's just. He, he had to go around the developers back to do it. And we are all better for it. So, uh, what's been happening? Any any crazy developments uh, that you guys want to share? Any tech updates? Because that seems to be the, the main segment we've been we've been doing before around the yeah. lounge. How's the computer, Josh? Is it yeah. Uh, it's 
it seems to be working, but if I talk about it, then it will explode. So let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to make it angry. Don't give it any funny looks. But no, it's uh, it's running. Nice, cool 38 degrees at the moment. So I had to get the um, the other water cooler and change it, which I think I was talking about last week. But I changed it all. And um, to, to get like the refund for this one, I had to like cut the other one open. And like it, it's genuinely water cooling inside it. Like it's not like... I thought it'd be like a coolant or something, but it's literally just water, which surprised me. I, I genuinely thought it'd be coolant or something. Um, but yeah. Oh, you just said it's just water. It's probably I, I fine. I did taste it. I did. Um, juice. I, I, if it's just water, why don't you drink it? Yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> been, been in the system. My system for like the better part of a year. Like, you, you'll be never. You'll be drink it. <laughs> you'll be never closer to your system. It's a closed loop like system. Water. <laughs> Give me that gamer girl PC water. What? You know what? If I still had it, I would jar it up and I'd send it to you, mate. But I don't. It's down the sink. Wait, is that the performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> yeah, it's doping for, for e-gamers. <laughs> doping for e-gamers is just staying hydrated. Crazy. Or <laughs> Shot of water every yeah, 40 or, minutes. Or if you're a professional Smash player, a shower. <laughs> Smash Ooh. players don't shower. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's performance-enhancing. Ah, I see. You stand to be in the same room with them. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so... On to round the lounge, then I guess. Shall we start with Steve? What's your What's your week looking like? What are you gonna What are you gonna bring to us for show and tell? Uh, for so for show and tell, I've been um, playing a bit of Control because that get leaves Game Pass very soon, so I'm trying to squeeze that in, and that's um, that's put me right in um, direct control of that, if you would like the like the pun. I don't. I really don't, but I'll 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 have to allow it. Continue. Uh, and Pokemon Legends Arceus as well. Well, sorry, what? And Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus. Oh, sorry, Legends colon Arceus. Well, technically, I actually colon think it's pronounced Arceus, Arceus now. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll bring up that discussion a bit later. Oh, okay, okay. So, can't, so the colon is how to pronounce it. The colon's actually like a symbol. You don't pronounce it. Wait, wait. The the large or the small one? Uh, so they're both one. Like it's it's oh it's both one. man okay because yeah that that packaging was was not helping me figure out how to insert it in my house. <laughs> sorry I can't do that joke <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna move on Josh what's your week been looking like <laughs> <laughs> not much I've been I've been pretty sick for most of the week so I haven't really done much but I played a, a couple of hours of Control so that Stephen and I could talk about it and it's very good so far but we'll get into it um. Just before recording, uh, Lost Ark has pretty much come out. Um, I think there's like 10 hours left or something, so I decided to boot it up and give it a go. Um, that's, that's pretty good so far, so I can talk a little bit about that. And then I played a little bit of uh, an MMO from like 2007 that's like I had to do all sorts of capability settings to run, and there's like six people playing it. So I'll talk very briefly about that just to have something else to talk about, but we won't get too far into that. Can we can we get a taste? Do, do we know what the title is? Uh, Redstone Online. <laughs> Oh boy. No one would have ever heard of it. Isn't that the stuff in Minecraft? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this predates Minecraft. That's how old it is. <laughs> Crazy. Uh and Seth, like you lost. So um I played this a few weeks back, but I'll talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales. I uh, got the platinum in that. I finished up Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh did a lot of fun. Sorry, what? Oh sorry, sorry. Pokemon Legends Colon Arceus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they I thought they did a separate game. That would have been crazy if they just had an entire other game. Uh but Legend Colon Arceus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. You see, you, this is how they usually do the trade exclusives. So so we got Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon, and Pokemon Legends, Legends Colon Arceus. Arceus. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be Pokemon just Legends did... Colon? 
Yeah. <laughs> something, Excellent. Yeah, something about beating a dead horse now, right? That was... <laughs> nah, it's still funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> you made such a song and dance about it that it's like... <laughs> Every time I have to reiterate it, I feel like you cringe a little inside, and and I live for that feeling. <laughs> I told you, Eddie. Yeah, so now we can get Stephen back for his jokes. <laughs> it's the good day. <laughs> you you know the funny thing about asking me to edit things else is that I'm the editor and I get to choose who does that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should also say up front that uh, speaking of just quickly jumping back to you feeling a bit sick, Josh. I had my COVID booster shot today, so. If I randomly stop responding during recording this, that'll probably be why. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, see, I got mine next Wednesday, so uh, watch out for next week's podcast. God, I, I need to get mine next week as well. Are you, are you, feeling, are you feeling faster? Gotta go fast. <laughs> How's that 5G plus? <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty good. They finally switched from Windows to Linux. Took them long enough. Uh, I, I think it's an improvement, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> they completely changed the kernel inside your brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can I can now I can now hear color. It's pretty good. Going from the switch to the stream deck. <laughs> uh. To round out my week as well, I also uh, got together with uh, my static group to play Final Fantasy fourteen, and I want to roll right into this. New York Times has owned Wordle for less than a day, and they already killed it. Okay, yeah. I guess we're rolling into that. Uh, you want to tell us a bit more <laughs> about that stuff? So it's it's not. It seems like it's about maybe 20% of players, maybe a bit less. But um, once uh, the New York Times uh, changed Wordle over to their servers, it just completely wiped certain people's uh, statistics. In fact, while I'm on it now, I, if I refresh the page, it doesn't even save that I finished a word. So I can keep typing in today's word and keep going, oh, hey, look, I got it in one guess. Hmm, that's really strange. Mine, like, I thought mine had wiped this morning, but when I opened it up, it um it had reset it wasn't on hard mode and it was in the light mode but when i finished the word today all my statistics were still there so i got like half a wipe which is really strange yeah it wiped me out as well on a one day streak now as opposed to a whatever the other streak was i can't even get a one day streak because if i refresh the page like so i can get the new word for tomorrow it'll just reset me back to zero that's crazy. I guess they just kept the top top thousand player scores then, because I mean, my my <laughs> stats haven't been taken down at all. Uh, so I've still got my thirty two streak hundred percent win rate. Oh, yeah, I've got sorry, thirty three hundred percent. Sorry, didn't didn't mean to uh, didn't mean to flex too hard there. But uh, <laughs> you're not even the top in the four of us, mate. So calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on like a twenty seven or twenty nine win streak. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I was posting my results in. Uh, Discord and also on Twitter, then I would have just given up on Wordle right here, right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny that shame. you say that because in the in the group chat that, of course, we're all a part of. Um, it's a group part, chat, <laughs> except except. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> damn it! You uh, outed us. <laughs> damn it! Yeah, sorry, sorry about that, uh, Steve. We'll 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 have that chat offline. Um, but I noticed that a couple of you guys have been playing Wordle two, and obviously there have been a bunch of clones for Wordle. You know, like uh, like Loodle and I don't know, like Letteral, any any bloody variant that you can think of. As it's not even a cash grab because they're all for free. But um, any just trying to jump on the hype train type clones. But it seems like you guys have actually stuck at Wordle two a little bit. Uh, how have you guys been finding that? And can you describe what the differences between Wordle two and Wordle one are? I played it for two words and I stopped. So. Wordle 2 is uh, the same thing as Wordle, except it's six-letter words now instead of five-letter words. Do you find that to be much harder? It's, it's, I wouldn't say harder, but more evil. Like, I think the first word I got was bottom. So you're getting a six-letter word, but it's four letters being used in that word. 
And you still have uh, six guesses, right? Yeah, you still get six guesses. They didn't um they didn't up it. But uh, this this website's kept my stats, so I enjoy it a lot more than Wordle now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not better than Wordle. <laughs> I I'm also on a hundred percent win streak right now with uh nine games played. Oh yo, that's actually pretty oh, good. It also um it also resets every twelve hours, not not twenty four. Yes, that's also very important. It's a it, you get two words a day because it refreshes at uh, noon and midnight. It's the sequel that we uh, we all wanted. I think not having it every day kind of kills it for me, to be honest. If it was once every 24 hours, I probably would have done it. But it, like twice a day is a commitment I'm not ready for. Fair enough. I, I know that uh, before we recorded this, I actually ended up poking around trying to see if I could figure out where it was sending my info to and why my, start, my, why my stats weren't some of those that were reset. And boy howdy, the amount of New York Times crap that's now being sent whenever you load Wordle, uh, it's... It's sad. It's sad to see the number of uh, subscriber fields and the info that's being sent. So I'm expecting that Wordle 1 might be in for some changes soon. But uh hope I'm wrong. But I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> do, do they know that you don't live in New York? So shouldn't they be sending, like, New Zealand time? All right. That silence is enough. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit too long for my liking, fellas. But... <laughs> it it, had it, it really it. had to sink in. Uh, <laughs> One day you'll learn, and then this will all be worth it. I don't think the crazy so. thing is, I'm two hours ahead of you guys, and I still didn't see that coming. <laughs> Even with the boost, you're not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back for a second one tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, Seth, any other comments to talk about Wordle? Or Okay, so I guess the, the, the one final thing. Um, what could they do to get you to come back to Wordle? Uh, reset my stats and don't make it a sub. <laughs> Fair enough. What if they did paid DLC? Paid DLC. <laughs> What would they even do? Add more words to the library? Yeah, add more words. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, well, it'd be like... Um, words. So. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like, like WordPass DLC. They'd come in like eight waves and they'd charge you a, a fee. Or you could get it for free with a New York Times subscription. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't DLC be a fan of that? Just... Because when it comes to that, I'm just going to pay for the flat DLC price instead of the sub. <laughs> What about you, Josh and Josh and Steve? Same same position, or um, I'll keep playing it until my stats die or the subscription comes in, probably, and then I'll just stop. We'll find another puzzle game. I used to play a lot of Sudoku. Maybe I'll pick that back up. Well, you know, if you get the subscription, there's also the New York Times Sudoku and the crossword. Don't forget the New York Times crossword. But I could just do any other crossword or Sudoku for free. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy a book for like a dollar. Could you imagine like pirating Wordle? Uh, once it pick up, once it goes behind a paywall, <laughs> finds it on like Pirate Bay, black market Wordle. Because it came up, I quickly want to highlight that the New York Times actually did something funny with their crossword game, where um the word that was going horizontal was the better of these two sci-fi st- uh, sci-fi shows or media, and both Star Wars and Star Trek fit fit the bill with the words that were going vertically across it. Ah, interesting. Oh, I see. Huh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, so you, you could fill in the words that were going vertically next to the uh, wars or trek, and it would fill those letters in, and it would still be the right answer. Mm, that's strange. Firefly didn't fit, but it's clearly the better. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting indeed. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Wordle and the paywall. Um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck. It'll be a daily routine for a lot of people that... Um, will end up changing. If you had to give it this a score is, out of 10, Seth, what would you give it? Uh, it is a, after after New York Times ruined it for me, it is now a 3 out of 10. Ooh. What was it before? 
It was like a 10 out of 10 because it was really fun and engaging to do every morning. And the graphics uh, were still better than Pokemon Legends Colonasius. They were, <laughs> which isn't a very high bar to be fair. Must be an N64 game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> N64 Man, N64, that's kind, of, that's kind of generous. I didn't even put yeah. it down to PS1. NT-aliasing on N64 ROM. There you go. Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> You're just actually playing an XD Gale of Darkness remake and you didn't know. No, that's a good game. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you know what? Put it on the docket for us and I'll play it. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it if we... Is a, rom, is a ROM hack called Pokemon XG and the XG stands for next generation? Everyone go play it. Like Star Trek. I, I What's a Star Trek? What's a Star Trek? Is that the worst what? of the two sci-fi series? <laughs> yes. Do we have any Trekkies? Write in if you're a Trekkie. <laughs> Quick Write in Klingon. <laughs> So I guess we're done with the Wordle chat. Totally fine. Uh, Seth, what else was on your list? You want to you want to chat? You want to chat Final Fantasy or chat Spody Man? Uh, I'll go Final Fantasy first because I feel like that'll be the shorter of the two. Fair enough. Still a good game. Still a very good game. Uh, Excellent. So Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Pat. I'm talking about Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> uh, so this past weekend, I got together with uh, my static group to uh, play through some older content, but um. We're, do- we're unsyncing some level 80 content, which was the last expansion. Uh, even at a, even at max level where you're level 90 and going into these level 80 fights, you still got to pay attention to mechanics uh, and try not to die. <laughs> um, oh, it'd help if I talked about what we actually went into. We, uh, we did uh, uh, Eden 4 Savage, which is a fight against t- a new version of Titan, which uh, Josh would know is... <laughs> <laughs> Joshua no is an, a, a, a Realm Reborn boss fight as well. Uh, very early Wait, game. No, I know there's a new version of Titan. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't like... worry. It's not that big of a spoiler because it's side content. Um, yeah, so this new version has like uh, the arena is split into four by four grids, and you have to pay attention to those grids because you get two different uh, debuffs during the fight. You'll either get a yellow marker over your head or an orange marker. An orange marker means that everyone has to stack together on top of that. And yellow markers is everyone has to spread out on separate grids. And if you get that wrong, you're dead. Is that only in Savage? That's that's only in the Savage version, yeah. Okay, I would hate to queue for that. My god. Yeah, no, no. I do not queue for Savage stuff. I only play Savage stuff with my static. Also, <laughs> we did like 11 clears of that because every clear is a guaranteed mount drop. So we just, it took us about an hour to learn how to do the fight. And then after we learned it, we just ran through it so many times to make sure that everyone got the mount and we didn't have to do it again. And uh, now we're planning to do that again uh, this weekend, but with uh, the updated Shiva fight. Oh, now I know there's an updated Shiva fight. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> updated like all of the original uh ones in realm reborn then i guess they did but um i won't spoil the one that i think is really really cool ravana he's uh, he's having okay so he might spoil Uh, the one that's really really cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) the one that's really really cool so now i know there's a really really cool one oh (laughs) (laughs) you know what 14 has a lot of really really cool stuff <laughs> no, it does. It's a good game. Yeah, but yeah, that fight was uh really intense. You gotta it's like even with the four by four grid, you gotta be like spatially aware of everything that's going on in the fights. Uh there's some mechanics that like so we were going through a video to learn how to do the fight and just watching and trying to explain the mechanics to people is like super confusing going into it. And uh, you just kind of have to die to the mechanic like two or three times before you really understand what's going on. How does that feel fair though? Like it feels like you just have to 
die until you get it. It's, well, I, I, I don't I, if you get it fast enough. But like, how long? How long does it take you to do this before you get there and you die? Then you have to redo it. Each, each run is like it. So like a clear run is like ten minutes. Oh, it's nothing. Okay, I thought you put in forty minutes something to be like, all right. Well, you weren't good enough, boys. Restart. Nah, nah. So <laughs> like, that's like OG WoW stuff instead. Yeah. So it's it's like it, the way we handle it is like slowly going up. So like, oh hey, we survived like two minutes into the fight. Let's uh let's take a little breather. Talk about what happens then oh hey we pushed into the five minute mark look at us go i love the idea that uh you're gonna get out of this you're gonna get out of like five minutes in this boss fight and you're gonna have like someone that you just call coach he's just <laughs> some old guy you have around that he just comes over with a clipboard and he just he just kind of tells you like the play and you're like all right so so you were close you were close but we need we need more um more like synergy and, and other buzzwords, and then at the end of it, when you finally beat him, you just have this giant vat of, of I don't know, Gatorade, whatever the hell they use at, at sports, and you just dump it over the old guy. Is that kind of how this goes? You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a mechanic. <laughs> you see, uh, our old guy named Coach is just Rama, and we're going to have to fight him later. We're named Rama? Oh god. <laughs> Does something wrong, immediately shocked by lightning. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, updated drama is also very cool. Final Fantasy jokes here. <laughs> Seth's not going to get it. I mean, not, not Seth, Steven's not going to get it. It'll come to Xbox and I can talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> in 12 months. It's been out for like 10 years. <laughs> Any day now, right next to Temtem. Yeah, right next to Temtem. It's, it's the same launch window. Temtem update, please? <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the reason we did this 11 times, by the way, is because um, the mounts that you get from this is like the first free four-person mount in the game. So, uh, well... Not the first free one, uh, but the last one was an event one where you got the car from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, I was going to say the, the the last you say the last four person mount. So you're describing a car. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it was literally the car from Final Fantasy Fifteen as a mount in the game, and you could have four players in there. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. Except this one's actually useful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one's actually useful because you can take off, not crash into the side of the mountain, and get a game over. You don't have to watch it drive for fifteen minutes and go, "Wow, look at this gameplay." <laughs> then you can put on like the soundtrack from the first couple of Final Fantasies, and then you vibe. Yeah, but voice. I can do that and play a good game and play the first Final Fantasy. So why would I play fifteen? <laughs> I, I can do that while playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Exactly. But you can't play Final Fantasy fourteen on the next box. <laughs> that sounds like a good. you problem. <laughs> yeah, one day. The, the regalia mount set, uh, is on, was only during specific moments when the 15 event was running. They've ran it twice now, like once for the original time and once as a replay before Endwalker came out. And so this uh, this Titan fight is the only way you can get another four-person mount at the moment that isn't uh, paid currency. Is it a car? It it actually is, yeah. Oh, that's sick. It's like it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's a um it's a uh hovering uh, uh just a hovermobile really. I want a hoverboard mount. That'd be awesome. That'd also be really sick. Um also uh before we did the tiny mount, we also did uh treasure maps, which is just uh every every week you can get um for free a treasure map from doing your weeklies uh, across the game. Um and so we just round up everyone from the static, do that for a little bit and uh, um just if uh, just run through those uh, try and make some money off them but if you're lucky you'll get a portal and uh, you'll go into an instanced area uh once you're in the instanced area there's uh, this really cool thing where like as you're moving between platforms you'll just spawn an uh, angel wings and start flying around everywhere and now oh, yeah. a few people in <laughs> a few people in the static want those uh angel wings as a mount 
be cool. So you, you keep saying static. Is it like just like a group of friends that you play with? Or does static actually mean something in Final Fantasy? Uh, static is just a group of friends that you play with. But um, in MMO terms, it's like this group of people that get together to do content together. Static ah. means it doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I'll be sure to come to you with other random, very obvious words that I need help with in the future. Cheers. Like Kanga. <laughs> <laughs> man. Still haven't used that as an opening word for Wordle, but man, what a no, good... I need to. I, I used it as an opening word for the Australian Wordle. I did it on shit. It didn't help me at all. <laughs> it's double A's and it's a K and a G. They're not exactly the most common letters yeah. in a five-letter word. It's, so there's challenge mode and then there's Kanga mode. <laughs> well, that would have helped like what, a million years ago when the word was null. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It would have. Although I still would have struggled to get... Yeah, I know, right? I'm not going to lie. What a fuck word. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, to ahead uh, to wrap up fourteen, excellent game. Everyone go play it. Even you, Steve. Like, make it run on your laptop. It won't run on his laptop. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Make it run on your laptop. I'll give okay. my laptop a booster. Then it'll run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it some of that performance enhancing hydration from Josh. Did I mention <laughs> that it has a free trial that goes up to level sixty? Critically acclaimed. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't think I could. I didn't think I could buy it anymore. To, to any. That's my. To, to any yeah. listeners that that. Uh, uh, if any listeners want more of us shilling Final Fantasy fourteen, they just have to look at any other episode we've done. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sam. Um, Be back next week for another weekly update. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, it did It did bring up a question, though, um, just before you move to the next piece of your week. What, what, is, what is the most, like, just whack thing that you've heard or you personally have done to get a game running on a machine of yours? Like what? What is the thing that like you you know that you've just removed your your ability to get into heaven by committing an unforgivable sin to make some game run either on we'll a talk console about online or later. <laughs> yeah okay so Josh's answer is coming soon but but Stephen Seth either yourself or someone that you know I uh, the only thing that's coming to mind at the moment is that I had to try and boot my uh, computer into a classic Windows mode to try and get the uh, the Apes Odyssey games to run and they still wouldn't run on my laptop. Yeah, I can't even really remember. I, I think it was like two laptops ago. I was playing like Civilization Five, and I was like, the desk I was sitting on had like a lot of heating problems, so it wouldn't cool down, and it was like summer. So what I did was I got like two textbooks, and I stood my laptop up so there was a bit of airflow. And then I had another fan going up so there was more airflow because it kept cutting out because of the heat. And then, but because I couldn't, I didn't have any HDMI cords to hook it up to my um, my TV. I just sort of had to use it as a weird standing desk. I just, I, I'm going to tell you now, hooking up the HDMI would have just made it run even hotter. Yeah, but it was like not very comfortable trying to play Civilization Five, and it's like a hundred turns, and my feet are just hurting. I just want to sit down. Yeah, hundred turns. That's a very <laughs> short game assist. Well, that was just when I, I got tired, and I'm like, nah, can't do it, fellas. The legs hurt. When I was using a laptop to play games as well, I had a uh, calling mat underneath it, like one of mm-hmm. those uh, pads that have a fan inside it. Yeah, I probably should get one of those. Um, yeah, you really should. They're they're excellent. Just buy a decent one. Um, and you'll be fine. How much are they? Like a couple bucks? <laughs> like 20 bucks. Oh. Yeah. If that. A decent one's probably like closer to 30, 35. Okay, that's a lot cheaper than what the, I thought. That'd, that'd be top end. Yeah. That'd oh. be like paying too much for it, to be honest. I'll think about it. Maybe I'll just play it in the fridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like, you, you gotta open the fridge to get the, to get some like dinner out or whatever. And it's just your, your laptop in there on turn 52 of Civ 5. Using TeamViewer to control it from a phone. <laughs> Quick, close the door, close the door. You're letting the heat in. <laughs> go back to the Mac as you used to work at. Go, oh, hey, everyone. And you just walk into the walk-in freezers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah with your laptop. 
So you Steve, <laughs> they have a server room to see if you can stick your laptop in there and hook it into the network. I'm sure they'll be fine. It'll be fine. Nice. I'll play on the Mac's TVs. <laughs> so the uh, the craziest thing I had to do was that at one stage when I was a poor student living in a flat, I bought a, a sort of like mid range, not too expensive Wi-Fi card uh, to playing on a desktop. So bought a Wi-Fi card, stuck it in the back. But where the PCI Express port is that I needed to use was right below the 1080 Ti that I went without food for a month to, to afford. Um, and I found <laughs> out- using. Yeah, yeah, that I'm still using. <laughs> and I found out that after playing for like an hour, any game that would use an internet connection, it would start just lagging really hard. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I, I finally figured out that the 1080 Ti eventually just starts cooking the Wi-Fi card. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So, so the the solution to it was to buy a uh, twenty meter Ethernet cable and then just piss off every flatmate by running it around every door frame between my room and the router. <laughs> they make oh, hey, USB I... Wi-Fi cards. You could have just used one. Pat, I do that exact thing. I've got like a thirty meter uh, Ethernet cable that I've got running just it's, through the house. It's shockingly cheap. Like it, it costs a couple bucks for the ends, and then it's just like a dollar a meter. It's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's but a dollar the, a meter the, is expensive. Yeah. The the most fucked thing that that a friend of mine had to do. This is back in high school now. Uh, he he was a big League of Legends guy, and he was also a big being a poor high school student guy, and so. Uh, he couldn't even run League of Legends on a laptop. And League of Legends, for anyone that's played it, runs on pretty much anything. It's actually fairly well optimized. It's now on and so, And so instead of like, I, I, I like the uh, the inventiveness of, of your solution, Steve, of, you know, just get, getting some nice airflow going, a couple, couple of textbooks to, you know, put some thermal insulation between it. Now, nah, he just got like a bag of frozen vegetables and just put the laptop on top of that. <laughs> and then just played his League of Legends games and then eventually just had to rotate the frozen vegetable bags when, when they got too warm. <laughs> When they get cooked. Yeah. <laughs> At least he has a snack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta, a healthy, gotta stay healthy uh, while you're climbing snack. the racks. Healthy, healthy treat. Brain food. <laughs> Man, that's... Like Legend Slayers at all. Man, that's, um, that's no, cool. That's cool. Uh, that yeah, cool. literally. Um, anyways, uh, Seth, uh, next thing up on your list would be Spider-Man, no? You don't want to hear what I've done? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you'd gone. I thought you said that you couldn't think of much. Well, no, 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 no. I, um... I mean, Redstone Online is definitely one of them. So to play it this week, I had to get rid of Windows 11 off my computer and install Windows 10, set it in capability mode for Windows XP, run it as an admin on both the shortcut, uh, the exe file, and on GameGuard, which is the antivirus, um, disable some kind of memory security that Windows 10 has. Um, what was the other thing I had to do for it? Oh, it doesn't work if I have more than one screen connected to my computer. And what? Yeah, yeah, it's really fucked. Um, and there was something else. I had to disable virtualization support in my motherboard. And then... Wait, the disable virtualization? Disable it, yeah, because it was fucking with it. Uh, makes it lag. Um, and there was something else wrong with it too. I don't remember what else. Oh, you had to roll back uh, the language packs that are built into Windows 10 for Korean because the game's in mostly Korean. Um, so okay. yeah, that, that, that's... that's just this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um do you want to do you want to expand on any of those points now or touch them when it comes to you chatting about it later uh no, no we'll just chat about it later but i wanted to bring that up while we we're in there and then um i guess yeah i obviously had some very interesting setups when i was building my first pc and in, including like drilling my own holes in a case to mount a cooler that i thought would fit that didn't fit oh see um, i just did the opposite like I, I reasoned very rationally that why would I spend a hundred bucks on a case when I could just leave all the computer parts on the floor? 
Oh, see, yeah, I've, I've built computers like that and left them running like that for ages. There was a, a post I saw, because I'm in like a lot of tech groups on Facebook earlier today, where the guys like show us your setups and he, he the guy's like opening a drawer and it's just a computer running, just all the parts sitting in a drawer with the cables running everywhere all over each other <laughs> and everything. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I've, I think That's my favorite cool. one of those is that someone's just... Uh, put everything against a wall and like made a wall a decoration out of their computer parts that are running yeah, all like, the cool. time some of some of those were like real bare caseless setups like the, there's a common one of like you know putting it in, in like a glass top desk and stuff like some of them if you do it right looks really cool but if you do like there's like a there's a photo you can find of xqc's setup like while he was like you know while he was being a big twitch streamer i think he's upgraded his computer since but just the most like it's just like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a pile of computer components. If that, <laughs> like whatever mental image you have of a pile of computer components, it's that running, running a setup that he was streaming on Twitch with. It was something else. Um, there was a very famous picture, which I'll bring up before we move on, of this uh, guy basically dissembled his laptop. Uh, and he put it inside a pizza box with the grease and cheese all over it. Like put the motherboard in there, um, attached the the screen with like cable ties to the top of the pizza box and stuff. And he's like, "Look now, now like now it's more portable and it gets more more cooling." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And he posted it on some like image thread. It might have been four chan or something, but it was going around the internet for ages. And he did it so that he could like point fans at it so it would stay cool so he could play games. <laughs> oh, it's excellent. If it works, it works. Yeah. It works, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, right. Uh, any other comments to that, Josh? Or shall we throw it back to Spider-Man? Spider-Man away, Seth. Okay, so the first Spider-Man game on uh, PS4, I really love. It's like a 9 out of 10 for me. And Miles Morales is like kind of a mix in quality of being better in some areas and worse in others. Um, starting off, it's a, it's a much shorter game, which I don't mind. I actually kind of hope that uh more developers do this between major games where they do like a smaller projects that's definitely them testing grounds with um some uh, uh, some game design elements but also just to put something out cheaper that like isn't going to break them in uh in the terms of development time and budget but um yeah in in cases where this is better um I think they made the combat in this a lot more interesting. Um, the first Spider-Man game is focused around basically Peter's just abilities of um, like his acrobatic abilities and uh, some of his gadgets. While with Miles, because he has these um, Venom abilities, and yeah, Venom is kind of a dumb name when there's a villain named Venom in the series. So they're unrelated. Uh, yeah, they're unrelated. Um, the Venom for Miles is uh bioelectricity abilities and uh, it's named that it, the game makes a pretty funny joke in that they call it venom because it stings that's dumb why would they do yeah, that yeah it's dumb <laughs> i hate that the, the game right that the was a funny <laughs> joke <laughs> it's it's a very steep core joke but it landed <laughs> no, when I no played the game <laughs> you've got in the notes to blame michael benders where is he so i can kick him in the ribs <laughs> uh, so been bending ben the jokes too much <laughs> Michael Bendis is the comic writer that names it Disability Venom when uh, uh, Miles Morales was doing his com uh, original comic run debut. So uh, yeah, blame him for the very bad name. The game was just making a joke at the name's uh, the name's expense. Um, but yeah, all these Venom abilities uh, like really highlight the combat in uh, and elevate it in a really fun way. So you get things that um 
you got uh, just a regular venom punch ability that just stuns people but you also have things like um dive bombing at enemies doing good massive ground pounds and launching them higher into the air and just try weaving these into the combat is a lot of fun that's cool they also improved uh, the swinging animations so uh peter in the ps4 game he's he's been at this for like six to eight years i think so he's very refined uh his um animations are all like very uh like it, it shows that he's uh, minimal uh he's he's straight to the point he knows what he's doing and he's very good at what he does he's efficient you mean yeah efficient that's that's the good that's the good word to use you're welcome um meanwhile miles he's uh, he's been at this for like six months and he's a lot more showboaty but also clumsy in some aspects uh so he'll do things where he's like spinning around and then as he's um swinging while spinning he just keeps that spin going while trying to make it look like he's doing it on purpose and being cool but um also something that i love when uh, they let you do this is that if you hold the trick buttons while you're landing instead of like making it a nice land uh because you're trying to hold on to it he'll just eat shit and face plant the ground <laughs> perfect that sounds, yeah. pretty, that sounds pretty cool yeah um and all the all the new trick animations are fantastic as well and there's different very variations for them they also kind of made it tony hawkish where uh chaining things will give different tricks so they they vastly improved the uh trick system in this game do you have to find the swinging? five? Do you have to find the five skate letters around New York? No, but there are some uh, swinging missions where you have to try and beat Peter's uh, time across uh, different race tracks. Every time you say Peter, I think Peter Griffin. Are there hidden tapes? I feel like hidden tapes would actually be a Spider-Man thing. Uh not hidden tapes, but like hidden um hidden backpacks. Eh. Just another name for it. Take it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a different name. Collect all the feathers, right? Back backpacks are just tapes you can't play. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you put the tapes. Uh, wait, you put tapes in the backpack. God, actually, speaking True. of back, speaking of backpacks for the game though, there's a there's a get a pa- a blah blah blah. There's a costume you get in New Game Plus. <laughs> leaving that in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leaving that. <laughs> there's a um, uh, there's a costume you get in New Game Plus that is just um, Miles' uh, regular cost uh, Spider-Man costume, but he's wearing a um, uh, a really downtrodden hoodie and a backpack. But inside the backpack is a cat also named Spider-Man wearing a spider mask. And What? <laughs> and while you do these uh, special takedown animations, every now and then the cat will jump out and join you in it beating up enemies, making this game a fi- the coveted 5 out of 7. <laughs> Amazing. So it's like Nugget from uh, Thingy. If you, if you are holding a trick and you have the cat in the backpack, if you eat shit, what happens to the cat? The cat's just uh, in the bag, fine. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like that Walking Dead game where you have to, like, kill that dog at the start. I restarted that game and tried every single fucking possible way. Oh, (laughs) God. That broke me, that game. Um, So how does it compare to Spider-Man the movie, the game? You mean the game based on the movie based on the game? (laughs) Are we we talking about Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, or The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man, like, 2000 movie. 2003 the 2000 game this is way better than that <laughs> i don't know man it was pretty great <laughs> that was made by treyarch you know spider-man 3 on the ps3 was was actually a really good game i played it on the ps2 and apparently the ps2 version has cut content that wasn't in the ps3 version <laughs> interesting ps2 superior console confirmed <laughs> but yeah i i really liked the spider-man 3 game as well and apparently a lot of people hated that one interesting 
because I it, it was a really sim it was it was something really simple, but it was like you use uh, R two to shoot with your right hand with, with your right arm, L two to shoot with your left arm, and then if you put both, you do like the the double swing. It was yeah, it was just I it was real that. simple. It was real simple, but it was just like it was just a nice touch. And the whole day night thing, like yeah, the graphics nowadays would probably look like shit, but like at the time, you're like, wow, this is so cool. You know, I'm, I'm... yeah, Pokemon uh, Gen two did it better. You know, first. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit game. Uh, yeah, no, I um oh <laughs> actually. Because this is based on Miles Morales. Please tell me they have a soundtrack anywhere in the same ballpark as Enter the Spider-Verse. Uh, I, I don't know if it'd be in the same ballpark, but it's got like the same like R&B tunes to it that are really fantastic. Oh, nice. It better be, because Enter the Spider-Verse is a fantastic soundtrack. It, it is. is it's, it's such a good movie too. I, I absolutely adore that movie. Yep. Seth would know this, but I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to watch any superhero movies, right? And then one day, I don't remember why, Into the Spider-Verse came on and I just kind of watched it while I was sitting at my parents' house. And I sat there and I watched the entire thing and I was like, that was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the me. best That's movies more. that I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I legitimately went, oh, I'm going to hate this. I don't want to watch it. And then I was like completely blown away. And I was like, wow, I'm really keen for the next one. Are you going to watch the other Spider-Man movies now? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with these other Spider-Man movies, uh, obviously they're all centered around Peter Parker. But so, yeah, because because you, you play Peter Parker in the PS4 one, right? So what's yeah. is he just like a story element in this one? Or what what's the relevance like what what's um the carryover rather so uh the start of this game's like prologue is that um you're just uh that uh, uh miles and uh, peter are out on patrol to make sure that this um uh, this uh, police uh, escort is uh, going fine uh it doesn't and <laughs> oh i'm shocked let's, let's i leave had no it idea that. <laughs> let's leave that that but um after uh their successful cleanup of the police escort going badly um uh, Peter drops on uh, Miles that he's going to Europe for a few weeks and that uh, Miles will be <laughs> the only Spider-Man in town for uh, the duration of his vacation. And so it's kind of like just this story of Miles getting to be his own Spider-Man and like coming to terms with what that responsibility is sort of thing. I can't wait for the other end of the coin where we get to play as Peter Parker doing a Kentucky tour. Yeah, yeah, we, we oh, gotta, you, 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 get, you get to play as you, you, you get to play as Peter Parker, right? And he's just on like the French Riviera, and he goes to shoot a web, but he's on a beach, and there's no like there's nothing tall to latch onto, and he just has to walk from place to place. <laughs> Grab a shark and ride that through the waves, mate. No worries. <laughs> I don't know how familiar you guys are with like the comic world. Uh, he's uh, going over to Simkeria, I think it's called, where Silver Sable resides. Uh, because MJ in this universe is a Daily Bugle reporter, so they've got her going over there to report about the uh, civil war that's going on, and uh, Peter's going to be her photographer for the trip. So it's kind of like a work vacation sort of thing for him. Fair enough. Where, where are the Avengers? Are they mentioned? <laughs> is it a tie to the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all? Or? Not the MCU, but the Avengers Tower is in this game. So is uh, yeah, Doctor it Strange's a... house. Yeah, because oh, you can find. Cool. Yeah, all that stuff was in the first game. I just wanted to see they sort of kept going with it. Yeah, no, they kept all that stuff in the game as well, but they never bring them up. Right. Is is Willem Dafoe in this game? No, I wish he was. Like, I, I don't Willem mean the Green Dafoe. Goblin. I mean, like, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. And yes, okay. I wish he was, but no, he isn't. <laughs> That's a shame. So just continuing off that beat, though, it's a pretty good setup for the story, and the story does go very well for the most part. Um, uh, Miles has to deal with his own villain. Uh, he runs into the Prowler in this as well. Uh, they do something different with the Prowler than what happens in Into the Spider-Verse and the comics, which is very appreciated from me. 
Like, they don't uh, just repeat everything that's going on with the Prowler's backstory. And that's a, that's a positive. It, it gives them room to do other things. And uh, But the main complaint I have about the, uh, the story is that, like, the main villain uh, is just not that great. Oh, that's a shame. What yeah. what what was the what was the letdown? Just like not fleshed out uh, enough, or it's they're fleshed out fine. It's that their motives their motives aren't questionable. Their motives are fine, but a lot of uh, their actions throughout the last act of the game is very stupid. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's just the way they act throughout the last third of the game is very stupid. And uh, to cap off this uh, this whole Spider-Man talk, I hate what they did with Peter Parker in this game. They somehow managed to whitewash a white man, and it's the worst. What do you What do you mean? <laughs> so, so Peter in the in the PS4 version of the game, he's he's uh, got this identity to him. Like he he looks like a kind of what you expect a 24 year old Peter Parker would look like. Um, he it's, I heard some complaints that he looks too old. But it to me, it was just kind of like around the eyes, you could see he's tired sort of thing. And that makes sense for Peter because he's been at this for eight years and uh, he doesn't get any rest as Spider-Man. Going into the PS5 remaster of the game and Miles Morales, they changed it to an actor that's kind of Tom Holland-y looking, but a bit more like a, a little uh, thickened out than Tom Holland. And it is the worst change they've made. Yeah, I remember seeing that when all it came out, and it does. It looked like it, probably if you haven't played the first one, you can't tell. But if you're comparing them side by side, it is very uncanny. Uncanny Valley. It's very much like, oh, he looks the same, but shit. <laughs> yeah, which is strange. You just wouldn't really copy the assets over. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they were doing changing the face. It was such a bad idea, hmm. and I don't think anyone likes it. Oh, that's a shame. So, all up out of ten, what would you give it? Ah, uh, this I would give like a six because of the story holding it back and because of some technical issues I ran into with the game. It's it's fun enough where I can give it a above average score. Fair enough. Uh, how much does it cost? Where can people get it? I don't know how much it costs at the moment, but I think I grabbed it for like sixty dollars, which is <sighs> pretty cheap for this game because I think it usually goes for around eighty ninety dollars, which. And so it's the six out of fair. ten, so the six out of ten is based on you buying it for sixty bucks. Nah, nah. the The price doesn't factor into this at all. Right, fair enough. And PlayStation I mean, exclusive, the dude was right? going to pay like eighty dollars for Dragon Ball Breakers, so you can't really. Trust <laughs> yeah, it I was waiting for someone to come in on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Miles Morales yeah, is on uh, PS4 and PS5. I should add that I played this on PS5, and it ran pretty great on that. Oh, that's cool. Thank you, Seth, for that. Uh, I also note that you have finished Legends colon Arceus. Do you want to give us a quick two-minute update? To... So this one's going to be kind of weird because we're going to be doing like the separate Arceus chat, but do you want to give like any follow-ups to the closing thoughts you had on it from last week? Not really. I don't think my stance on the game has changed all that much since last week. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I hit, I hit the ending at one o'clock in the morning at today and then went to sleep and touched a post game a little bit for an hour after work and now here we are <laughs> yeah and now here we are recording this uh cool 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 uh all right thank you to seth for that um shall we because i'm looking at how things have organized here so both josh and steve have played a bit of control so control will be the main one that we talk about that's fine shall we touch on the other things that josh has in his list first and then end with some control chat is that does that sound sound good i love it yeah sounds good 
Josh. I um, I, I haven't really got to play this much this week, like I was saying. Um, I, I will touch very briefly on Redstone Online just because I've been playing it for the better part of like 14 years on and off. Um, I don't recommend anyone plays it. It's completely dead. It's out of date. But it is a 2D MMO. It's Korean. Um, and you need to commit like a, black black magic in order to get it to run on a computer. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, unless you want to run like literally Windows XP. It doesn't even run in a virtual machine running Windows XP. Um, its requirements are something like, I think it's like 512 uh, megabytes of RAM, like 5 gig hard drive space. And I think it's like a Pentium Core 2 Duo. Christ. <laughs> so it's a very old game. <laughs> um and five gigs yeah, of they, space seems like a lot for 2007 well it's five gig now that it's been updated for the last like oh, 10 years okay yeah, um, yeah. it was it was a 1.3 gig installer installed uh on my original machine i remember because it was a 500 meg exe file to, to a download surprised it didn't come on I a disc download it over several weeks on a disc no no it's just a korean game it's like <laughs> it's barely translated like you'll do something and it'll be like hey go to the northeast of this map and you'll find this guy and i'm like oh look he's at the southwest <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's very bad i just wanted to to bring it up so that if anyone by any chance happens to have played it let us know um come play uh, but what made I'd you get into it stop playing it but it, it seems like what something, made me get into yeah, it it seems so. like a weird thing to sort of get into spur of the moment when when I was, oh, as in what made me get into it now or originally? Uh, let's go with now. Both. Oh, let's go with okay. now. Oh, both now, yeah. um, I had nothing to play. It's a very simple game. Like, I can pick it up, right click on something, watch my guy attack it, and then come back in a minute and go, yeah, cool, it's dead now. Right click on the next enemy. And it's just, it's a grind. You grind all the way up to level 1200, roughly. Um, and some of those levels take hours, right? And I've done that and then rebirth. So there's like a prestige system kind of. Uh, three times over the years. Wouldn't, uh, and wouldn't I'm on my way again. Like 1200! Wouldn't, wouldn't Granada yeah, Espada be like an updated. Granada Espada's got like a similar kind of thing, hasn't it? From based on. Was it. Was it no. A couple other mutual friends played a lot of Granada Espada. I, yeah, I, I don't think you were one Granada of those. Espada. I hated it. Okay. Much. Yeah. Never, never mind then. Yeah, I tried. Oh, it was, I'll go put okay, that opinion but... back in the closet. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh. To be fair, I'd played it again. Like, like if I'd picked up Redstone now, I'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah. Um. But Granado Espada was the same. I picked up like ten years afterwards, and I was like, "I I can't play this." I didn't have the nostalgia for it. Yeah. So um, is it nostalgia that that gives you the drive to play it again now recently? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that and they released it on Steam uh, a couple of years back. And I was like, oh, maybe there's like an updated player base. Maybe some people that I know will still be playing it. Because it was always a small enough community of about a couple of thousand people total around the world uh, that played on the Western servers. Um, and some of them still play, um, but not not many do. Uh, it's small enough now that the entire game community has made a Discord server and abandoned the official forums. Uh, the <laughs> Discord server is not very active. There's about... Yeah, and I'll tell you how many people are in it. Uh, there is. <laughs> there are several thousand people that now play this game, and there they still won't 56, be friends with me. <laughs> Fifty-six people that aren't admins and fifteen admins. <laughs> that's the entire. Fifteen that's the entire admins. Fucking... And, and yeah, minus 15... one because you're in that Discord as well. So I'm yeah, in the true. Discord as well. So what was fifteen plus fifty-five? So what? Seventy. Like Seventy people total around the Western world play this game. Um. Hey, oh, you should be on an endangered species list. That's a raiding yeah, party. Yeah, it's 
it's yeah it's pretty crazy i was amazed the servers were still running to be honest but um yeah it's a pretty dedicated community but yeah so so what's the game like you you, you said that you went and right clicked and that that's all cool but like what what are the what are the gameplay hooks that you enjoy about it what is it that you do that you that you enjoy other than just crave the sweet sweet nostalgia serotonin so the reason i played it originally to to explain it was that in 2007 ish when i started playing this game um I, I couldn't play WoW, which all my friends were playing, because I couldn't pay for the subscription because I was like 12. So, so you found WoW at home? So, no, you, so that's that's effectively what I did with a game called Guild Wars. Uh, and then I played that to death um, way before Guild Wars 2 was... Yeah, yeah, and then you played the second one. <laughs> and, no, I didn't play the second one. I feel like I've heard a lot of people just scream out in agony as he called Guild Wars the WoW at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Guild, Guild Wars 1 was... It was an amazing game, but it wasn't a good fun game it was it was excellent for its time guild wars 2 is probably worse in my opinion because it's very different to guild wars 1 but they're they're very different games to what wow would be so anyway i uh a friend of mine said here here's redstone online this is a free game come give it a go and i played it they played it for about a day and i've played it ever since um and fuck you i'm gonna finish it so much (laughs) (laughs) was. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I actually finished the main quest this is, uh, my latest pickup i only just finished the main quest of the story um which is crazy and it was not worth the payoff there, there was no payoff and it so was how many hours how many hours do you reckon you put into this game over, over the years in total uh within the tens of thousands like literally <laughs> how did this not come up when we had the what's the longest like what what are your most play to, like highest playtime games chat from like three episodes ago i don't know it didn't occur to me probably embarrassed. <laughs> but it would be literally in the tens of thousands like i i bought <laughs> laptops very specifically to run this i built my first pc to run it on and it was like running a core 2 duo at the time i bought a graphics card so that i could play it um it was my first ever like pc build and yeah, it's just it doesn't really run on anything anymore. So I just I just I love that it's like it oh, uh, like you from a couple episodes ago was like oh man yeah I've got like two thousand hours in Dota yeah man that's that's such a time investment. Meanwhile, just sleeper multiple tens of thousands of hours like Chad over there just lying in the darkness ready to strike. Is yeah, it, is well, it the Chad to yeah. playing all in two thousand hours or is this like a touch grass <laughs> moment? <laughs> it's it's definitely a touch grass moment. like it's all i did after school for like literally years was was play this and you know at the top point uh so at the the peak of like the game uh because they, they keep moving publishers as well like server hosts so they they hosted it on this one called like og planet for a couple of years and then they moved it back to the original korean developer now because no one wants to, to pay for the rights to publish it anymore um but like there was like yeah, a couple of thousand people maybe playing it, and I was in like the top guild, so it was all I did like every day after school. It was either that or Dota. That's the only two games I played for like five years. Um, and yeah, I just come back to it and throw a couple of hundred hours into it every uh, every couple of years, I guess, ever since. But yeah, um, no, I wouldn't recommend anyone play it. But it's fun to <laughs> kind of, uh, sounds like you need, <laughs> like you need people to play it, so. Yeah. Sounds like a new people play so the servers stay up. Yeah. Oh, I was actually like, I'm at the point where I'm like, man, like, because the soundtrack for it is incredible. It's some of the most atmospheric like music I've ever heard in a game, and it's just some random game. Um, but I was like at the point where I'm like, well, how can I like reverse engineer this to create my own public server in case it ever goes down, so I can host it and play. I can tweak exp values and stuff. Because the <laughs> only real bad part about it is like, once you it's get the to pay a to win system. Level, well, there is a pay-to-win system now, um, but like it was just 
yeah, you get to a certain level, like 600 or even 900, depending on as of when you were playing the game, where it would take you literal days of killing the exact same monster to level up once. So it was. So, uh, so you get to actually play out the Make Love Not Warcraft arc. Yeah, yeah, effectively. <laughs> yeah, like you would you would kill something and you would get like maybe maybe zero point zero five percent of a level. And then you'd have to keep like grinding and killing it and killing it and killing it. And you, know, you have a huge variety of skills for every class. And then you can press X to transform into like, like if you're a magician, you transform into like a werewolf. So you get like a completely different subset of um, skills and stuff, which made the combat really interesting. But it was still, it's like 2D top down Diablo-esque uh, kind of thing where you drop loot and they have like various gear attachments and uh, item levels and whatnot. Um, and that those kind of grind factors always hook me in to be honest so played that for way too long no it's 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 cool that you got something that you can return to and just play again as if you were playing it for the first time without it like without it being part of some wider like remaster or re-release or something to have a game that you just after a while just pick up again and be like yeah i just want to play this for a couple hundred hours it's it's kind of touch grassy but also kind of cool um yeah what would you so you said you wouldn't recommend it but what would you give it out of 10 uh in 2007 i would have given it like an eight or a nine uh now i'd still probably give it a five if if it ran correctly on modern systems like if the devs actually cared enough to update it it would still be like a seven hmm. maybe it's um, their type of way of trying like being like take the hint like it's well they tried <laughs> to do a redstone too um then they cancelled it to do a phone game because that was all the rage, you know, five, oh. ten years ago. Um, so oh, they man. did that, put it out a phone game, released it in Korea, and everyone went, why would I play this if I can play it on PC on a, like a fully realized game? <laughs> so do you guys it. have phones? <laughs> yeah, that was literally just a, you don't have phones. And yeah, they, they canned it. And now, funny enough, everyone in that Discord server is playing Lost Ark. <laughs> That's the other game I've been playing this week <laughs> as of today. That's a uh, good just, segue. Just talk about that. The, the, I mean, six segue. I'll, I'll, I'll be on a six segue. Um, I am curious though, if there is some absolute, um, some absolute psychopath out there that listens to this and go, oh, actually, I want to give that a go. And I have a, a spare XP machine lying around unused. Uh, where would they get Redstone? Uh, you can go to redstoneonline.com. Uh, I think it's redstone-online.com and download it from there. Um, but Is yeah, it available for Xbox? Sign in. No, only, uh, only PC fuck, and... Uh, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we've not, lost Xbox. We, we've lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have Windows 11, it won't run at all because Game Guard doesn't run on Windows 11, which is the anti-gene. So, GG. No, it's cool. Just had to get that info in there. Uh, so, Lost Ark. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Lost Ark has been uh, almost on and off development, I think, since 2013. Uh, it's another Amazon Games MMO that they've now just dropped. Uh, by the time this podcast release, it will be completely free to play. Dropped as in released or dropped as in stopped? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I guess they've done both, haven't they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they've uh, they've they've released it now. Um, it's been in like uh, semi-public beta, like timed betas for the last couple of months on and off. And uh, the, the the pay so that you you can buy the game with like a pre-pack and you get to play through for three days before everyone else. Uh, that's available now at the time of recording. Um, and in about eight hours, I think it actually goes completely free to play. Um, so it's a top down kind of think Diablo mixed with path of exile kind of mixed with final fantasy, um, 14, like it's very story based, but it's still top down looter shooter kind of thing, uh, where you have skills you have from, I think Q to R 
and then A to F, which is actually very similar to Redstone, um, on, on abilities, and you get a skill tree, and you can level it up, and um, you get, uh, you basically pick one of five classes at the start. I think it's, I think it's a warrior, uh, an assassin, a sorceress, um, and uh, I think it's a, it's a monk or something like that. I don't remember what the exact wording was, but it was like a monk female and a monk male, and I think there was a gunslinger male as well. But no gunslinger female. There's the, the gunslinger female. So the, the the gunslinger is like the the subclass. I can't remember exactly what they called them. Maybe just gun person. I don't know. Uh, but there's subclasses for each of them, and the female ones classes? actually have different subclasses to the um the males. And also, I'm not, I'm not even gonna justify that with a response. <laughs> um, but you just responded. Yeah, but um, yeah. There's like a whole bunch of different subclasses for it. If you really like like Path of Exile or you really like Diablo 3 or even 2, definitely worth checking into. It's going to be free to play. Well, it is free to play. So, um, yeah, I've only played a couple of hours, but it was really fun so far. All of the combat was very fluid, very uh, quick for the most part, and just satisfying, you know. All of the trash you just kill instantly and all the bosses are an actual struggle. So, no, it's um, That's it's a pretty really good mix. Fun. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend it for sure for the time I've played for it so far for a free-to-play game. I mean, you can never really say, don't play this. Like, It's never it's never not worth giving a shot because you might like it. And if people wanted to check it out, where would they find it? Um, I think it's just available on Steam. Um, I'd have to double-check, but I'm pretty sure it's just available on Steam. Um, so if you want to pick it up, free-to-play by the time this is out, and uh, yeah, yeah, see you online. That's cool. Check it the uh, yeah, and I guess we'll just move into control. Which, um, Steve, you probably haven't spoken as much as the other two at this point. You want to take point on opening the control chat? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, Josh, how was control? Pat, Pat, why did you give him this power? <laughs> Funny, you don't worry. We can we, we can we can edit him out later. Don't worry. You know what? You're right. I can. <laughs> I just get a lot of silence. You guys like agreeing with me and laughing. <laughs> yeah. I actually like that one, Stephen. I, yeah, I yeah. give it like a Thank solid you. four. <laughs> out of five. Um, so anyway, Control. Uh, so essentially Control came out in 2019 from the same people that uh, made, made Alan Wake. Uh, if anybody's played Alan Wake, um, well, hopefully you're not Alan sleeping. So Josh, how is uh, Control? You're trying too hard now, buddy. You got okay, one I, win with Josh, and now you're pushing it. I go cocky. I go cocky. Um, so it flew too close to the sun. <laughs> so essentially, um, so essentially the basic. Wait, 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 wait. Before you start, how many hours in are you? Um, I'm just finished chapter four. I think I'm thinking about four or five hours. In. Okay, no spoilers. Um, <laughs> well, we can just talk about the gameplay then. Um, well, how far are you? About gameplay. How far are you into it? Then? I've played probably the first couple of hours. So I got the telekinesis power, and I just did like the water and the power. Um, and that's about it. Oh, you Should please. I just leave for this section because I do plan on playing Control myself at some point? <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> no, we won't do spoilers. We won't spoil it. We'll just get a, um... I actually don't think the I I don't remember because I I've finished Control. I haven't played the DLC, which I plan to at some point eventually. But I finished it, and I don't think knowing much about the powers spoils a huge amount. No, I mean it's it's all shown in the trailer, um, or in the achievement list yeah. as well. Yeah, we're in the achievement You guys have been looking at that, right? I haven't actually looked at the achievement list yet. But very, very doable. Very doable. Um, mm, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. So, so anyway, the, the basic premise is um, you're uh, you're taking over your this girl named Jessie. You are Scarlet Witch, yes. Yeah, essentially. 
and she's <laughs> and you've gone into the um oh, what's I can't remember the, the oldest house. Yeah, the uh, the, the oldest house, which is under the uh, the Bureau of Control or whatever they're called. Yeah, the Bureau of Control. Yeah, and they sort of investigate like anomalies and sort of the supernatural that sort of fall within like objects of power is what they call it. So it's pretty much like books or TVs or microwaves or kitchen sinks that essentially have weird spirit powers. It's pretty weird, to be honest. Um, I think to give a good example of an object of power, one of them that I saw, which I thought was really cool, was uh, one of the floppy disks that um, was had like Russian nuke codes on it or something like that. that yeah. The FBI gotten power I get in their hands of, and that was one of the ones that you get very, very, very early on in the game uh, that gives you the power of telekinesis. Um, and it, it shows like the guy like in this little video that you can watch like launching stuff with this object of power and you're like oh that's really cool so there's like a little backstory to all of the objects as well which is which is awesome yeah and it, mm, and yeah, sorry, it does set the scene very well because there are collectibles pretty you can't like cough or go into a room without buying two or three snippets <laughs> of paper or a tape recording or a tv show that explores a bit of the story and the world and what the old house is and what the federal, the FBC are actually doing. So for instance, with that floppy disk example, as you walk into it, there's like three pieces of paper that sort of explain, oh, well, uh, we thought this was going to end the Cold War because it was going to just end the world. But then it turns out it's an object of power. So we had to smuggle it out through one of our spies because it would, like it's it couldn't be used as a nuke because it was an AW, it, is a, it was an object of power essentially. So it sort of, it is, very much sort of tells a story throughout the collectibles you can pick up as well as the sort of scene that sets as well because when you're walking into that room there's a bunch of like computer terminals and the the floppy disk itself is behind like a a case and you can sort of the way things are set up it can obviously be seen that it's like being studied or being looked at or something like that so even though the there's no one explaining it to you and there are sort of snippets of pages the environment itself does tell the story which is pretty good yeah that was a big Alan Wake um, thing was, as well. Yeah, yeah and I, the more I play it, the more I think, because I, when did I play Alan Wake? Like 2014 or something, 2015. And I don't yep. think I appreciated it, the sort of intimate storytelling from from that. Because like, well, Alan Wake is walking around with a torch, shining lights in the darkness, and you sort of get weirder and weirder. Completely not completely sure. oversimplifying it, but yeah. Well, that, that's how I took it, because when I played it, I was like, what, 18, 19, I didn't really care much for that type of thing if i wasn't shooting someone i didn't care like, if i wasn't saving the world from an imminent threat i didn't care but with control maybe because it's matured or my, my tastes are matured or maybe because i'm just sort of sitting the time looking around and i'll do a take a bit more time as i enter a room to sort of do a sweep of the room to be like all right what collectibles can i get that will lead to achievements as well as sort of inform me about what went on in this room or what else is happening on mm. So in, in the oldest house, because uh, we probably need to contextualize a little bit of like what it is that you're doing there. So you just, if, if I'm remembering correctly, you just walk in off the street into into the Federal Bureau of Control, which ordinarily isn't even uh, something you can access from the street. But uh, there's basically been some sort of containment breach, right? And so you're actually there to, is it find your brother? It's been a while since I played this. Yeah, yeah you're there to find your brother and you believe that your brother's held there. So you, you try to find it and you find the old house and then you walk in. And there's been a big disaster and the old director has died and everyone's like, well, you're the new director. Congratulations. Because you can pick up the old director's gun and yeah. And because the gun's an object of power, it works in a different way because it chooses who's the director of the, the Bureau of Control. And, cause, and the, then everybody sort of accepts you. Oh, you're the new director. Like you can hold the gun. It's, it's, it's very good. It's, I'm only halfway through it. 
but like it looks amazing. I'm playing the just the Xbox One version, not the um, the next gen or this gen now version. It still works pretty well. Yeah, I, I am having a bit of problems because it's like a, a map you can bring up by pressing up on the D-pad. And if I use a quick resume feature on the Xbox, it doesn't load the map or it takes like about two minutes to load in. Um, and because mm, it's... There's a few games I've had that problem with on Xbox actually. But yeah, no, okay. We'll, we'll so, restart it. Does it work okay? Yeah, so what I, I close it down, I restart it. And the checkpoint system, the auto-saving is very generous. So I, it doesn't, I don't feel... And it, the load times are pretty quick as well. So I'm really probably taking like 10 or 15 seconds. Much quicker than actually waiting for the map to load in. And because the levels there are, are... There are definitely a couple places where it's checkpointed me in the middle of combat. And I've had to be very quick to not immediately die when I load back in. <laughs> I, I hate it when games do that. I haven't had that problem yet, but I, I tend to, I'm the type of person that will walk in, clear everything in a room and then grab a checkpoint. Oh, it, it, oh no, the, auto this is like auto, or, yeah, auto yeah. save checkpoint. Oh, I haven't and really so, died, so I haven't really feel, like realized that yet. But I, yeah. I never really found difficulty until I think it was the third area, and I'm trying to be very vague, partially because it's been a few years since I played it, so my memory of it isn't super fresh. But yeah, the, it, it's very generous early on, but you start dying or at least... The, the challenge ramps up uh, a couple areas in. And so there's one area in particular that's, it's quite large. So it is kind of hard from a development side to figure out where the checkpoint should be. And I just got unlucky basically yeah. with a couple of where the checkpoints were that uh, dudes were just kind of attacking me mid save. Yeah, that would be pretty rough. And it's, it's, it's sometimes it feels like, so, so to take it a step back even further. So essentially it is a, it's an over the shoulder third person shooter that, you get like sort of weird powers and stuff that you can sort of integrate with defeating. I call the, it like the hiss. Like a sci-fi thriller. Sci-fi thriller. Yeah, I guess so. That's probably one way to put it. But like, yes, I mean, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, but the actual yeah, gameplay I, itself is like just it's a, just a, essentially a third-person shooter with powers. Like it's, but it does do a couple of good things. Like, um, oh, I'm not going to spoil too much, but the gun is sort of pretty good in the way you get things further on makes it sort of seem fair and they're unique in their own sort of ways the powers you get can be used for both defense and offense and it does sort of get a bit fiddly as you're going through combat it's like when you first start off but the more you get familiar with your powers and what your weapon can do and what the other enemies can do you get a lot more comfortable so it, it there is a difficulty sort of slider but it, it definitely sort of drip feeds you i i call that the uh the dying light effect i'm sure there are there are games that did it before dying light but dying light was the first game where you start and everything you fight feels like you need to overpower uh, you need to overpower it to kill it or it will kill you but by the end of it it's the same things that you're fighting it's just you are now much stronger that enemies barely register as as a threat after a certain point and I feel like control, once you hit a certain point, like, yes, I just, I said that it was challenging, you know, and further on levels and mm. things. But once, once you hit kind of end game-ish type area, you can go back and visit any area again. And it's not trivial, but the threat uh, is reduced quite significantly by the time you get to end game, which I think is quite cool for a game like that. Because the, the enemies never fully stop. The, there's always like a, um, there's always like something to do. Uh, I remember starting to get into the end game because that that became kind of questy of like going and clearing out um, like groups of, of enemies with particular like quests in mind of like killing them in a particular way or like achieving a certain objective. But there was always, they'd always respawn basically, even if you had to run past them to get to somewhere you wanted to be. So it was nice that the game didn't make getting through enemies you've already fought, you know, hundreds of times, so much of a chore that it was prohibitive to move around the map. 
Yeah, but it sort of feels like because they they've got like a weird radiant quest system. Like every, I'm not sure if it's every sub couple of rooms or if it's on a time based thing. But you'll get like a quest, and it's like, all right, you've got 20 minutes to go back to a previous area you visited because there's like enemies have respawned or whatever. Yeah, and it, that sort of feels like it's. It's sort of you, have to. you don't have to do it, um, but there's a team related to it, so of course I will. Uh, and you, <laughs> and when you clear those, you get like a uh, you're probably not up to it, so I'm, this would be a minor spoiler, but it's literally no, very no, just close minor spoilers fine. Yeah. Just gameplay mechanics, I don't care as long as it's not story. No, no, it's not, not story. It's so, not story. Yeah, so it's literally just so you, you'll clear those missions and you'll get like ability points, and you can put that into your abilities to upgrade them or even do a couple of new things. So, yeah. worth. It is a thing worth doing and painting a house over, <laughs> but it, it sort of just feels like it's <laughs> forcing you to go backwards. Like, so, all right, cool. I've got this. I've got 20 minutes to go back, find a, a control point, fast travel to the nearest control point to where the quest is, walk over, kill a bunch of enemies, then go back to where I was and, oh, what was I doing again type of thing. It Realistically, it's yeah, only like fair. 10 minutes out of the way, sometimes even less, but it's still sort I, of... I do kind of know what you mean though, yeah, because it, it does feel... Like the the game sets itself up as you you want to explore you want to to you know solve all the mysteries that when it throws a mechanic that's time based somewhere that you've already been it does feel like it get it gets in its own way in that sense it's a good yeah, point it just seems like it's a bit of a pace breaker to me it it is mm. and it's very like jarring and I, someone said it to me uh, last week before I started playing it I can't remember if it's one of you guys or one of my other mates they call it like a modern day Metroidvania. And I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah At first, that. I was like, this isn't a Metroidvania. It's weird. But it is sort of very much in that style, even though it is sort of a lot more action-based and there are sort of quests and there is like an overarching sort of heavy story into it. It does yeah. feel that way. And there are, the more I get into it, there are, you get to some areas where it's like, all right, I can't go into this doorway. What do I do? I look around. I can't get into it. So like, oh, obviously, I have to go the long way around and open it from the outside because this will be a shortcut thing later. Yeah, I remember feeling. Um, I, rem- I remember because the it the game just kind of throws you in the deep end when you're when you're around exploring and things. And I remember just kind of just trying to sort of keep my head above water, trying to figure out what was going on and everything for the first little bit of it. And then I started to get a handle on what was happening. But it was only it might have been when you start unlocking the radiant quest system, or there there are like moments when the game actually starts to open up and the pieces of it fall into place, and you think now I'm actually kind of in the game. Do you know what I mean? Like in the game game, not just in the yeah, uh, not not the prologue, and it's certainly not a tutorial. But there's like there's definitely a break between you doing what the game tells you to do because you have to and then once you hit a point i think it is that quest system i remember it super distinctly i just can't remember where because it's been a couple years i think it'll be where i'm up to because the the quest to unlock the um no it's not really a story spoiler or anything the 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 quest that i'm doing to turn on the power and the water is to bring up the lockdown so that you can open more doors and everything and then open up to the actual world everything till now has been almost tutorially i've walked into a room and it's gone hey here's this system here's how you can use it watch the next room hey here's the system here's how you can use it and then it's yeah. like sort of moved on so i think once you lift this lockdown it's probably where the game actually opens up and begins it was definitely so, yeah, around the yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's well, after it's, you it's lift a distinct that, point yeah after you lift that yeah. lockdown a couple more things start to open up and you that's probably like a really good point of like that is the beginning stage and then unlocking that lockdown is sort of like it spreads out a bit more because you got two objectives and you can hit them in either way and they're on different sides of the map and how do you get there is kind of the puzzle you're fixing yeah and then like after that it like sort of spreads out a bit more and you can do it a bit more that feeling you guys are describing of like this very specific part of the game where it feels like okay the training wheels are coming off and you kind of just get thrown into the deep end uh 
for just kind of exploring and trying to get grips with the game. I kind of had that similar experience with uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, I was thinking Hollow Knight as well when you said like, you know, Metroid venue with quests and still a very strong story. It actually, Hollow Knight immediately popped into my mind. And yeah, no, I, I can 100% see that as well. But yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a bit different to what I thought it was going to be. I thought, I, well, because it was very, it's been very hyped up, and a lot of people have said a lot of different things about it. And I think I was expecting more of a a linear adventure like Alan Wake, but this is sort of a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's sort of like I'm really starting to get into it now. And there is yeah. a couple of problems with the radiant quests that I like. There's a couple of things where I've gotten like stuck because in like in one of the rooms I had to get into in the top right corner, there was something I was supposed to shoot. I didn't see that. So I spent about 40 minutes walking around going, I can't get into this. Like, is it bugged? Am I retarded? Metroid being your experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just sitting there getting like more and more frustrated with it. I'm like, you know what? I bet there's something back at the door that I missed. I'm looking and looking around. Oh, hey, what happens if I shoot this? Okay, doors open. I'm in. Um, yeah there were a couple of um story puzzles uh particularly visiting a, a motel which that's probably as oh, specific because i'll get oh, that but one's got me so stuck for so yeah, long they, yeah they took yeah. like like it's 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 annoying because you feel like you've done everything and then it's a mechanic that you have to go through it multiple times and i don't know if it's intended or not but i feel like if i go through it enough and you know fail it quote unquote by not being able to leave it and it just you know resetting you again i wonder if after a certain number of points they actually do change something because i swear some of the solutions to those are things i am 99% sure i've checked on a previous run and nothing's happened <laughs> so there is one thing yeah. like that i hate the fucking part you're talking about that was i went through every single collectible i couldn't get it um but there's this other part that's sort of like on a side question you've got to go through a like almost like a like a loop or a, what are those things called like army training loops um and you've got to you've got to get like around this loop in like i think it's less than like a minute 15 and i failed yeah. it like three times and on the third time jesse the, the protagonist is pretty much like shut the fuck up like how can i not how can i keep getting this wrong and it was like oh okay like i've got that wrong three times <laughs> how do i keep getting it wrong like it's and like she's frustrated and i'm frustrated and then i'm frustrated like you're a video game character <laughs> and, what are you getting and, frustrated and, and, and you hear the hiss you. laughing at you <laughs> yes it's essentially like that and i'm like and i was like the hiss by the way of the enemies uh of the game oh yeah sorry yeah the hiss of the enemies. some then, random hiss in the back of his head <laughs> it just it's just the cat hissing yeah yeah and it, it's really good that the developers have taken the time to all right you failed something x number of times you're not just doing it on a loop there is actually a a feedback type of thing and I, was, I thought it was really good it's really cool yeah i i'd also like to to draw special attention to um when i heard that this was made by the ellen wake uh developers i was expecting it to be uh more of a horror-y style so Al alan wake i really enjoyed because it was a very not horror oriented game but there were good horror elements of just like uneasiness you weren't sure what was going to happen um, some of the storytelling mechanics from Alan Wake were really good with like you would read pages that would foreshadow events that were going to happen and you just didn't know when. I consider those to be horror elements because they are kind of like what to me makes a good horror film. And so when I played through Control, I had a lot of those similar moments which felt really good. But I also want to especially shout out just the overall feeling of uneasiness and the like there wouldn't be any moment that I could think of of that was a horror thing, that was a thriller thing, that was a jump scare. But just... 
you never felt super comfortable unless you were at a control point that that you had just cleared and you knew was safe. You were always just slightly on edge walking around the map, which I I really enjoyed as a player, uh, which really sort of added to the whole atmosphere of like the whole the whole thing about the oldest house is that it's described really well as it's a building that just doesn't make sense. Like from the outside, it looks to be certain dimensions, but as soon as you go inside, it's just bigger than the dimensions would look from the outside. And so it's a TARDIS. Thanks for trivializing it. Yeah, sure, like the TARDIS. <laughs> but uh, as you're exploring this this sort of nonsensical area, because you know that it's nonsensical, it means that um, it, it just removes the kind of... Uh, there's like the part of the human psyche that wants to rationalize everything. And this game does a really good job of just not letting you have that, except at very specific moments. And the moments that it lets you have that, they make sense. You know, it's like when you've saved the control point, when, you, when you're advancing the story, that kind of thing. But when you're exploring a new area for the first time, when you've told you need to go do something that you just know is going to lead to something happening, it removes that ability for you to rationalize what's happening. And that sense of uneasiness, I really enjoy playing because not a lot of games uh, deliver that in a way that's consistent across the whole experience. And Control does that very well, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a very good way of putting it. it yeah, I don't really think I've got anything more to add. That's a really good way of summing up my thoughts about it as well. Yeah, I would say very much the same. I went into it comparing it to Alan Wake as well. I definitely thought it would be far more linear, even though I'm only a couple of hours in. It's definitely not linear. Um, and like just the, like what Patrick said, the, the uneasiness throughout the whole thing was uh, very good. So, like So far, there was one part where there was just blood trails leading to a door that I had to go through for the story, right? And I was just uneasy walking in there because... Yeah, it doesn't take much for you to take quite a lot of damage. So I imagine it would be very, very easy to die. The only real reason I haven't is because I've been playing quite carefully and just it's obviously the, the start of the game and I'm abusing my powers, which is one-shotting most things. As the game goes through, I think it would be quite interesting to see how it progresses. But like just the storytelling mechanics in general that Remedy do is just always amazing. So hmm. I'm keen to keep playing. Yeah. I think it leaves on the 18th, so I've got like seven days left or I'll have to buy it. So no, it's, it's, I'll probably it's, buy it's it anyway, fi- to be honest, for the it's DLC. The fi- it's the 15th. It's the 15th? Yeah, I think it's, it's the 18th on PC. Oh, well, yeah, maybe I will... it is the 15th. Well, if you if you do like it, like, don't force yourself to play it so you're running through it. it does It's not one of those games that... If, yeah, if you, you, you'll you do lose yourself a, a lot by rushing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you're you're to be honest, I think I, I think it was free on Epic Games at one point. It was. So I got it anyway. Yeah, probably would yeah. And, and it's yeah. often on sale. Yeah, and even then, at the moment, it's $60 on Steam, which isn't a steep price. No, it's not. Yeah. But is that for the complete... Because they've got like three like a three DLC pack. Um, yeah, there's uh, Expansion 1, which is the foundation, and Expansion 2, which is all. It says Ultimate Edition, which is $60. Yeah, yeah would, so that, yeah, that'd be all should, of it. Yeah, because I've heard very good things about the DLC. Yeah, I, I stopped it just because at the time when I was playing it, it made sense to just stop at the end of the game. But at some point, I, maybe after chatting about this, it's made me reminisce about how much I enjoyed it. But I, I'll have to jump back in and get the DLC done at some point. Yeah, I'm not sure I'll get the time to do the DLC, to be honest. And we'll see how the ending goes. Maybe I actually do get inspired to actually buy it and if, if i do buy it i'll buy the next the next gen version because the one on game pass is like the last gen version random question the first area like the first of the first areas like the first um office kind <laughs> of thing <laughs> yeah. what i mean is the first place with like a ton of desks you know what i mean like when they're all arranged in the grid um mm-hmm. you had to fight some dudes in there and while fighting dudes in there i smashed one of the desks and i really enjoy the physics 
um, of the objects like collapsing and crashing through each other. So much so that I made it a mission and um, a mutual friend of ours uh, watched, like I, I streamed this because he'd, he'd played Control and he was curious what I thought of it. And he had to sit and watch me for 20 minutes meticulously <laughs> destroy every desk in that area. I just want to know that I'm not alone here. Did other people also enjoy smashing desks as much as I did? I didn't go to the point where I broke every single desk, but I did take note of how I could like smash glasses and cause like a, a, an office room to explode with a uh, like a um, what are they called fire extinguisher. And I was like, oh cool, now I can get this collectible. I just like blew up a room. Um, yeah, it was there's really cool things like that that I noticed. And playing it on PC, it actually supports ray tracing as well, which I'm not sure if the new Xbox One does. I, th I think the, the game next, itself the, looks the next gen version does. I don't think the current one. Like oh, the it looks last so one. good. Yeah, like I, it's one of the better looking games I've ever played. Period. Like it, it looks incredible. Mm. Although, yeah, the actual character models themselves leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah, the env so the environments are good. This models point. bad. Yeah. Environments are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, out of ten, based on what you played, because neither of you have finished it. Uh, Steve, what would you give it out of ten? I reckon it's a seven so far. Um, I'm, I, I'm always sort of a bit hesitant to give a review like this, or like get a final score where I'm not even halfway through. Um, or just hit halfway through because it being story-based will probably depend on how I feel about the conclusion of the story and which way the narrative goes. And that will sort of impact my thoughts on it, like whether I like it or whether I don't like it. But it, gameplay is really solid. And I guess at the end of the day, there's a video game, not a story game. So for lack of a better term. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm level. giving it a seven at the moment and let's see next week what I feel about it. Fair enough. Josh? Um, I would lean in towards an eight, to be honest. Um. I think that the the, the sci-fi elements particularly as well as being just really everything I, I would want from the way they told the story so far being so Alan Wakey and the way I, I really enjoyed that game it's leaning leaning more towards an eight for me for now but I have to obviously dig in and finish it but yeah currently an eight uh Seth based on how we've discussed it and you wanting to play it in the future how out of 10 likely are you now to play it based on what we've been saying uh, zero out of ten. Sorry, guys, you killed it for me. Oh, uh, Brady might say that. Josh takes, yes, dude. Josh takes. Take. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of Josh that I am now at a zero out of ten. Uh, what, what did I say? What didn't that, you that, say? Yeah, that, that you enjoyed it. That was the red flag. <laughs> yeah. If I enjoy a game, you know it's bad. <laughs> but no. Um. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where it's been in the back of my mind for so long that. I'll do it someday. I just keep forgetting about it when I do actually see it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll get to it at some point and then I can do a follow-up after you guys and say, oh yeah, I did it. I think the exact same thing you guys did. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Remember back in episode 11 when we, when we talked all about control? Yeah, I agree with all of that. 10 out of 10. <laughs> episode 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta shill our backlog somehow. The, the reunion tour 40 years from now. Ugh. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'd I'd be leaning towards somewhere between an eight and a nine. Um, yeah, I've, I've basically, you know, from what I've been saying and from reminiscing about it with you two, yeah, somewhere between an eight and a nine. And uh, on a score of one to ten, how likely are you to play the DLC? See, weirdly, after after having this chat, I'm now much more likely to play the DLC because it's not that I was never going to. It's just it was kind of in the back of my mind, sort of down the priority list a bit. But thinking about how much fun I had going through the main game, I think it's it's lifted a couple of points in my priority list. So, yeah, probably looking at playing the DLC, maybe eight or nine out of ten as well. Nice. Thank you to Steve and Josh for the control chat. 
And with that, we are now at the end of part one, unless I'm missing something somewhere on the list that someone would have wanted to talk about that I missed. I don't think so. Going once, going twice. Sold. 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 Boom. Okay, cool. And with part one done, we are now on to part two for this episode, which is the news. First group of articles we have are a few quickfire things about various game anniversaries we have. We've got Nier Automata celebrating five years. Atelier is celebrating 25 years, and Final Fantasy VII tw- celebrating 25 years. Uh, Seth, which of these do you want to hit first? Uh, let's let's hit Nier first. Um, I'm just going to quickly plow through these. Uh, Nier Automata is on its 5th anniversary. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, I forgot to list it as well. Gravity Rush is on its 10th birthday. Thank you for that. Whoa, that one makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's nothing special planned for Gravity Rush that's uh, dead and buried, and that breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to happier news, Near Automata, five-year anniversary, they have a stream planned on February 23rd. Uh, they're going to go over some news, some giveaways, and some interviews with the key figures behind the game, like uh, Yosuke Saito, uh, Yoko Taro, and so on. Like the usual people you expect at a Near event. Mm-hmm. Um, Atelier is having its 25th anniversary. Atelier Sophie 2 is coming out on February 25th as the uh, 25th, 25th anniversary game. And they've got announcements planned in May, uh, the actual anniversary month of the series, where they'll talk about the future of the series. And Final Fantasy VII has its 25th anniversary coming up. Happy birthday, Final Fantasy! Woo! The best Final Fantasy game, if mm. some people think, which is wrong, mm. but we'll get to that some wrong. other time. Definitely top three. <laughs> Definitely top three, yes. It's not even top three. Uh, anyway. they confirmed that they, they've confirmed that there are more Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy 7 projects in the works. They have like 17 of them. They've got the the Battle Royale thing they're doing. They've got Remake Part 2, whatever they're doing. They've got the launch on the Xbox that will come any day now, along with Temtem and (laughs) Final Fantasy 14. They've also got that uh, mobile version of Final Fantasy 7 that's like covering every game. That's right. (laughs) Uh... But yeah, uh, they're saying they're being done in sequential order and Nomura, the, gu- uh, the director overseeing basically all the Final Fantasy VII projects, is still surprised by some of the games they have in development for Final Fantasy VII. And uh, Kitase came out and said that if possible, uh, you, can never, you can never hold Square next to this because they can delay things at the last minute. Um, if possible, they'll showcase Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two this year. So that means it's not even coming out this year. Oh. Yeah, it, I, I, they still need to do Final Fantasy 16 first. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's leave that. Oh, uh, well, we will look forward to seeing if they follow through. So, uh, next up, uh, well, first of all, that concludes the list of anniversaries we have. And so, on to some news. We'll start with something entertaining. Uh, from Kotaku, we have a story of a man in, please tell me, Florida. Florida? Yes, it's pl- Florida. Florida. Uh, of course, it's Florida. <laughs> Uh, robbing a bank, wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog mask, and wielding a large hammer. Do you reckon he was making the hammer noise at Super Smash Brothers? Imagine the bank teller. You just hear that sound before he walks into the store, and you're like, "What's going on? Why don't we hear boss music?" Meanwhile, the people that know just duck and cover. The the thing is, does he have to collect the the coins like one at a time? I think we, I think when he gets hit, like twenty of them come flying out of him. Surely he's got he's got <laughs> magnet on, so it all comes to him. So he doesn't have to worry about it. Do, do you think if he gets shot, he loses more? 
Mm. Do you think it's going off the old game logic where if he gets hit, he loses all of them at once, or the new game logic where if he gets hit, he just loses a small amount? <laughs> Depends how many bullets you think one man can take in a Sonic mask. <laughs> one, one man I in a Sonic Hedgehog from Florida? I don't know, we, we could be looking at a lot. <laughs> you, you remember that story of the guy that like robbed a drive-thru with an alligator from Florida? <laughs> Yeah. Classic. Fuck, fucking Florida, man. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so do do you reckon do you reckon once he once he like stole the coins that he rolled himself into a ball and just like just rolled rolled out of the bank again? I wasn't even looking for coins, just looking for rings. I think he just Naruto ran out there while screaming, Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Gotta run and he hits, a, he, he hits an oversized um red uh like spring and then just goes launching off a ramp. <laughs> He sees like a loop, just does the loop. <laughs> it's Florida, I believe there's loop de loops there. <laughs> That's just the hurricane season. I mean there, there probably there probably is somewhere called um what's it, Green Greenfield? Green, Green Hills Valley. Green Hill. Green Hill. Oh, Hill so close. Yeah, Green Hill's oh, Zone. Yeah. I, I yeah. I'm picking there'd be somewhere in Florida called Green Hill. Um, did he did he actually get caught? I don't. I probably should have read the article. Um, they are looking for him. He's fast, yeah. man. He got away. Everybody yeah, is safe. He, the the article taken, literally says he was it. too fast, and they found nothing. <laughs> that's perfect. Even if they caught him, that's how I'd end it. I'd be like, "Sorry, I had wrong information." Just so I could write it there. <laughs> I'd yep. spread that false information. <laughs> uh, excellent. Next up on the list, we have Shredder being added to Nickelodeon All Stars. Woohoo! <laughs> total, totally live game that people are still playing. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it's I mean, it's almost Smash like Baller. the. Um, it's almost like the next Smash Fighter Pass. <laughs> <laughs> but not quite. Well, there are yeah, no you know, d- d- Smash wasn't in the la- latest Nintendo Direct, which means this is the next best thing. Yeah. We're not getting any more uh, Smash characters. So according to uh, Gumatsu, we have uh, Shredder being added as free DLC, I think. Yes? Yeah, I think all the characters are being added as free DLC. I, I believe hope so. Garfield I, was also free. I don't think anyone's going to pay for DLC <laughs> for Nickels yeah. at this point. Probably not. Uh, Anyone have anything to comment on that? Should we just move on? Shredder's a really cool character. He's a cool character. Oh, he is, but it's just like, Nick All-Stars is so... It's so gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, but like, just just the fact that it's they did Shredder as a DLC character is like, yeah, I can I can get with that. Shredder's really cool. It definitely they deserves the At Least You Tried star. Have you guys played this yet, or know anybody that's played it? I'm not willing to pay for a dead game, to be honest with you. I know, I know a lot of YouTube creators played it, and they haven't after day one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, same. Oh, well, cool. to the two to people Futurama out there then. that are enjoying Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, uh, hope you enjoy Shredder. Uh, Futurama has been given the green light for a reboot. I really don't know how to feel about this one. Hulu has decided to flog the dead horse. Well, it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. Oh, yeah. it's not yeah, a, it's but... not a reboot, it's a revival. They're yeah, continuing on from <laughs> a restart. Yeah, they're continuing on from their third finale. Uh I think it's fourth finale at this point. Oh um, really? I thought it I thought it was three so far. I think it's I think it's four. Either that or it's or it's been canned four times and this is coming <laughs> back for the fifth time. But um, does it but... does it need to though? <laughs> it doesn't. No, I keep doesn't. hearing that every time they end it, it ends in a, a good in way. the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they've done that, they've done good endings three times, should should have left it there. Yeah. Also, um, the voice for Bender, John DiMaggio, 
he's like not coming back because uh, or rumored to not be coming back due to negotiation issues and people are like screaming like if, if he's not on there i don't want to watch it's it. not worth it yeah he is no. the best character <laughs> He's, he's by far one of the best characters yeah and like people are like calling for like a boycott like we won't watch it unless you pay him to, to bring the show back basically That's like it. if you want our money from us like you need to pay other people what they're worth so yeah john's yeah. got the balls on this one. <laughs> oh, well i guess we'll just have to wait and see but i'm not holding out too much hope my favorite no. john dimaggio uh role by the way is where he was a racist islander in Final fantasy 10 uh Riku is he um Riku yeah he's Waka oh Waka Waka. is he really (laughs) I played it in Japanese so I had no idea oh my god it's really good talking about the Albed stuff earlier today but yeah let's not get into into that character (laughs) and Albed is always bad (laughs) the only good Albed is Albed Albed. (laughs) just think just think of the Albed dying as a happy little fireworks man that's is what a if you tried to put that character in a game these days people would be like what the hell and rightly so i remember i played it because i played final fantasy 10 like i don't know six seven months ago and i was like what is this character but anyway we can move on yeah we'll just have to, to wait and see on that one i think um next up on the list we have jack and daxter film slash tv show possibly being in the works and this is by the director of the not quite released, but soon to be released. Uncharted movie. Am I am I right on that? Yeah, and um, Tom Holland has also talked about wanting to do a Jack and Daxter movie as well around the same time frame this came out. Um, I'm interesting a, I'm coincidence. A... Oh no, what, what's the incredible line? Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm of two minds of this. On one hand, yay, the franchise isn't dead. On the other hand. This is the worst way to bring them back. What if these, what if, these never go well? But what if the what if the film slash TV show is focused solely on the racing game Jack X? And what if one of them is voiced by Chris Pratt? Okay, we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll I, deal with my one first. We'll forget Steve said anything. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I have something to follow off what Steve said. But um, if it was based on Jack X, still, I think this would be a horrid mess. Like adapting the Tom Holland specifically said he wanted to adapt it into live action. Which would be horrible. Yuck. Um, it, <laughs> it'd have I? to be. It'd have to be something animated. But um, off the back of what uh Steve said about Chris Pratt, I actually don't want that. I want Daxter to be done by Danny DeVito. Oh. And if, if they if they adapted in live action, it's gotta be. They've got to have the scene where uh Daxter gets dunked into Dark Eco and comes out as a Notzel. But it's gotta be Danny DeVito getting dunked in and then coming back out. <laughs> All I'm thinking of when I hear we want it to be live action is just cats. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking like a Garfield thing. It, I'd, if they were going to do something with this, I'd want it to be an animated film like the Ratchet and Clank film was. But even then, the Ratchet and Clank film was horrid. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was reasonably successful, though. It's, it spawned a video game. Do you imagine if, <laughs> if Jack got a video game? Yeah, I'd, I'd be very excited for a Jack video game. A, a video game based on the movie based on the video game. <laughs> God, we're not doing that circle again. I just <laughs> I just want a Jack 4. <laughs> if, if this can bring interest in a new Jack game happening, then go for it. But I expect nothing but bad things from this. I'd be nervous about that, though, because I doubt it's going to be Naughty Dog that would pick up Jack 4. I don't even know if I trust current Naughty Dog with Jack. But that's that's mm. a whole other conversation to have. <laughs> it's just Last of Us Three, but with Jack and Daxter. <laughs> Jack Four turned into the Last of Us One. <laughs> is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh good thing for the Last of Us and bad thing for the direction of Jack. <laughs> he he didn't make it. <laughs> oh, um, spoiler. Anyway, 
next next up on the list um we have platinum games talking about a change to their business strategy and game design uh does someone that want to actually read the does someone who has read the article want to take this one because i haven't yeah no this is kind of annoying to read from platinum games so um just recently by the way uh inaba has become the president of uh uh platinum games and hideki kamiya is now the vice president of the game and um yeah basically they're coming out of this interview saying it that uh their future business model is trying to make games that can be enjoyed and loved for longer periods of time and they're kind of like trying to foresee into the next five years of the industry um they still want to do games like bayonetta and soul crester which is coming soon where it's kind of like a one run through thing where it's a bunch of uh made specific uh levels that you can just kind of enjoy and play through but i think the direction they want to go into the future is more like babylon's fall which is coming soon where they're going to start doing live action games at uh, not live live service games and that's that's going to be really bad for them i think they basically came out of this saying they're going to have a lot of um they're expecting to have a lot of misses, but they expect to hit at least one major thing. And when that one major thing hits, that'll basically be funding them for a while. Yeah, I that would seem like, like a that. weird strategy then, because that it seems like that's kind of like the throw a bunch of things at the wall and see what sticks. And I feel like taking that approach with a development studio would be very risky in terms of starting a bunch of projects and then just switching focus when they realize that they've locked onto one that might have long-term potential, no? Yeah, and... They, they have a market that works well. They've they've got a really good market in making the Bayonettas, the Metal Gear Risings, and uh, uh, even Wonderful 101 was really well received. Oh man, Wonderful 101 is so fucking good. So underappreciated. I know, right? It, I can't believe only five people bought that game. <laughs> and two more bought it for the <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> but yeah... Uh, <laughs> They, they, they're good at a specific thing and they just need to do that thing to keep doing well. But um, yeah, it's just, it's very frustrating seeing them go, no, if we wanted to start doing live service games, especially when Babylon's Fall is around the corner and looks like absolute shit. Mm. So in other words, we don't want to make games, we want to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, well, we will have to wait and see if the Doomsday scenario pans out. Next up on the list, we have a 20 minute video on YouTube for Ghostwire Tokyo show, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo um, gameplay Showcase. and an interview, right? Ah, uh, yeah, ten minutes of gameplay, ten minute interview. That one looks looks quite interesting. Did uh, have we all seen that? I sort of skimmed through bits of it before. Yeah, I, I got the highlights. The yeah, I got the highlights. I'm excited for it. It looks very good. It looks yeah, it looks cool, really yeah. fun. Um, I I think it's very cool to see a game like this where it's a first person game adventure kind of adventure but it's focused more around magic than it is weapons it gives me very big um dishonored vibes or really? uh, yeah, a little, yeah bit. a little bit like that and did you guys ever play lich in battle rage no. no i didn't no, no. no. Well, i did play dishonored though I'm a... yeah right, i'm getting the same sort of vibes from that feeling. without the, the stealth. world itself kind of seems a little bit like dishonoredy, like just the way that it was sort of art style wise but yeah i don't know very I cool can kind of see where he's it. coming from. Where instead of the blink, you got the uh, the ability where you latch onto Tengus to uh, go into high places. Mm, yeah, fair enough. I can see that. It also seems like it's pretty heavily stealth orientated, I guess. But even doing that, like some of the gameplay stuff they showed, did seem very actiony. Like they got a lot of uh, parry abilities and rewarding you for good action uh, well, management as well. Actually, yeah, okay, I can see it. Uh, did watching it make you more excited for the game? 
Yeah, actually, because we hadn't seen a whole lot about this game earlier, so actually seeing it running and like what's on offer for the game is really exciting. Josh, Steve, excited? Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I really like the premise of it. We were saying earlier, it's very like yokai, it's like Japanese spirits, like you know, um, usually evil. Um, but it's it's really cool. I, I think the art style of it by far is the most interesting part of it. And they did a very good recreation of uh, Tokyo as well. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm keen for it. I have to keep a closer eye on it, but um, yeah, I'll probably end up picking it up. Mm. Yeah, I might pick it it's up. It's coming out. Fa- it's coming out fairly soon as well. Uh, March twenty fifth. Oh, that's a lot oh, that is quick. Okay, I expected to be further out. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of things to keep your eye on, Josh, this one is right up your alley. We yes. have <laughs> the announcement of another Voice of Cards game. You want to tell us about this one? Yeah, I mean, there's not really too much to say other than it's another Voice of Cards game, and I guess you'll call it the Voice of Cards World. I think Seth earlier called it an anthology when we were talking about it, which I think is a good way to put it. Um. But basically, it's voice of cards world, same gameplay, same sort of concepts, different stories. So I smashed out the first game. I absolutely loved it. I, I don't think I could more highly recommend a more recent game, which actually should have been in my top three games actually last year. It would have made that list. And um, we, we did talk story. about it in episode... Ooh. I go back, two or three. Go back and listen to all of our episodes and let me know which episode we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an excellent game, though. Super hyped for this. There obviously isn't too much details around it other than the fact it's a new story. It, it'll probably be like around the $45 mark like this one was. So if you haven't played the first one, highly recommend picking it up. It'll probably be on sale if, if it's not already. First uh, one being... The release of this game. Uh, the vo- uh, <laughs> Voice of Cards, the Isle, Dra- the Isle of Dragon Roars quite a mouthful it's not a voice that's a roar <laughs> roar of cards i should call it well it's voice of cards because you don't like there's one voice that does all the characters throughout the story Stephen. when you play the game come back to me <laughs> yeah I, I do need to I, play it does look very good it, yeah it does look very good it is very good i'd also like to highlight that uh this game also has uh, dlc stuff coming with it like the uh dlc card sets and boards uh so the first one i'll drag and roars all the uh dlc stuff was based around near replicant and near gestalt this one is all based around near automata so you're getting all the yoha cards and 2b chess pieces and things like that which are kind of neat if you're into that they're only cosmetics though um they, they are yes. like story-wise or any gameplay advantage but um very cool yeah just cute little things that like if you're into those an extra ten dollars doesn't hurt yeah it's cool yes, you can i'll give you my day one review for that week <laughs> Next up on the list, we have Sony releasing an article about making an AI that can finally beat humans at Gran Turismo. And I just have to assume it's by cheating. It's uh, it's actually apparently beating uh, the top Gran Turismo players as well. By cheating? Yes. Insane, because the top Gran Turismo players, like, they'll just do a course for like a month straight to get better scores. So that's... That's, that's an achievement, to be honest. I, I bet. I bet it's because they don't wait three seconds with the indicator on before changing lanes. Damn Rains those people. In a racing game. You're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from what I understand is that they had two Gran Turismo events last year, one in April and one in October. Uh, they had the AI race against the people in um, the Gran Turismo players in April and was absolutely floored by, the, uh, by them. And by learning what those players were doing and just improving its... Uh, like race lines and uh just general gameplay it ca- they got it to come back in october and floor the players instead mm. from what i understand they're trying to use this ai to like implement into gran turismo proper like to give give players a decent challenge instead of um 
what CPUs currently have. So is that sort of similar to like the driver tiles that Ryzen's got? Oh, sorry, that Forza's got? Uh, it would be a, oh, that's a good question. It, it would be it's kind similar. of a similar starting point, but this would be much more refined. Like uh, okay. this would be, this would be a lot of computing resource to generate one AI set. And that's probably based on specific cars for, for specific tracks. Um, Forza Horizon would use a much smaller model, but it would be much more generalized where it would be able to pick out similar traits across multiple cars and tracks and just kind of slightly refine, say a hard AI. So it would start from a similar place but this would be much more focused thank you machine learning statistics based patrick <laughs> <laughs> i believe this would also be like taking statistics from players and like just trying to learn from what players are doing to enhance itself and if it was using any of mine it would be ramming the top gran turismo players off of the track <laughs> <laughs> i think the one thing i really look forward to in this is you, you sort of get to a point in Gran Turismo where you need to improve to get better and if you have something to compete against and compare yourself to like if they make it agile enough that you can have a, uh, like a ghost that just stays ahead of you just the whole time then you can learn what that's doing and learn the tracks better and learn how to drive better and I think that would be really cool um so I, I'd love to see that in place because in the time trials they have like a demo car to say like this is sort of what you or at least they did have in some of the older games where you could basically watch this car go and like race this car and drive through it but it would usually take sort of the best line approach so if that did that and scaled with you that would be really cool so you could keep improving your score so what would the difference between we're not going to get into a big chat about this now but just gut feeling what's the difference between having an ai that is dynamically staying ahead of you in a time trial or because let's say taking horizon 5 right if you do a time trial or any kind of rivals event on any track you want it'll just find a player's ghost that is a second faster than you and ask hey do you want to race this next like what would you really get that much more from it being an ai compared to just a player's ghost well i think so yeah because i think if you're comparing yourself to a player that's marginally better than you then they may be doing something that you'll get into a bad habit of that you'll then have to lose that habit to get when you find the next ghost that's slightly better. Um, whereas in this, it's probably always going to take a much more refined route and just do it slowly because that's you know, AI is not going to throw itself off the road um, or you know, potentially take a really bad line um, just to get around a corner. I think it would just probably do it slower so that you can keep up. But... Um, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too sure, but I, I, I'd imagine there would be significant advantages just because humans, are, you know, they're, they're faulty in general. Yeah, and I think just just flowing off what Josh said a little, a um, a player, a a player ghost is just hard set, while the AI can dynamically change mid race. I guess there's also opportunities where in a ghost you go through it, um, where if it's AI you can actually race against it and, and it can dynamically adapt. So you could actually practice overtaking and everything like that, which you wouldn't be able to do with a ghost. Um, so I think there's an advantage there as well. That last point. Yeah, certainly agree with. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll have to wait and see if they do end up releasing it uh, for more people to use. Next up on the list. Oh boy. <laughs> NFTs, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, who wants to chat about beating up on some sweet sweet nft whales i will because i'll take any chance to shit on these people 
<laughs> so um, an article from an article from Axios uh, has outlined that uh, Zynga is um, is making some ambitious NFT plans. Uh, they they are. They want to release their first uh, blockchain-based game this year, which I am 100% against uh, in general. Like, NFT-based gaming doesn't sound great, but their cause for doing it is something I can kind of get behind because they they recognize that there's a very small handful of people that are actually into NFTs and investing in NFTs. So they just want to wring these people dry. That That's it. They just want to take all their money. Fairly noble cause, really. It really a, is like a, just a getting the money, money out of, easily parted. Yeah, just if we can just drain all the NFT people's money, it would be a much happier world. <laughs> the only problem is that the money would be going to Zynga instead. <laughs> oh, we've got to make well, Farmville two. Farmville two. Evil? Oh no, we're up to Farmville three now, aren't we? I think so. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Can I get an NFT of my crops, please? No. <laughs> Does my next up farms exist on the blockchain? The list. <laughs> Moving on. Next up on the list, we have Telltale Games, Rising from the Ashes, Undertaker meme style, uh, bringing us Wolf Among Us 2. Uh, I thought they were dead, but before the show, someone told me I was wrong. Yeah, they've well, been they back for a little point. while. Very close, yeah. but... I think they officially shut down for quite a while, and then there was that huge like blowout about them not paying their developers. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah, that what was I, thought. That's, I thought that was the nail in the coffin. I thought they weren't coming back after that. No, that was under the old management, and the new... Um, the new company is back up and i think they've been back for about a year now i'd have to double check myself on that one mm, anyway be, the article from uh, gamatsu tells us that we are uh, that we could expect uh wolf among us 2 in 2023 not soon okay. enough the not only game soon that can stop enough. them going bankrupt again <laughs> it's the only game <laughs> that people wanted <laughs> well, well we'll see if they play if we if they pay their developers between now and then <laughs> <laughs> okay so just to touch on this quickly um lcg entertainment relaunched uh telltale back in 2018 and some former telltale employees were skeptical of it at the time but it seems to be okay at the moment well they said oh, well, at least a game since it's... 2018 yeah i don't think what? so I think they, they, have either. they yeah they shut down in 2018 and then reopened the exact same year under a new publisher it's been four years how do they have money it doesn't matter. I don't have to get from, from not paying their developers. From NFT. Yeah, probably from selling yeah. NFTs. Oh god. Yeah, it's uh, been like what, anyway, eight. Excitement yeah. for excitement for Wolf Among Us too. Very. It's been eight years. I need it. It's been. I love the first one. I thought it was fantastic. Cool. Plus one from Steve, Josh, Seth. Thoughts. I yeah, okay. need to play the original one still. Uh, I keep hearing it's fantastic, and I just never got around to it. I haven't gotten around to any Telltale games actually. Uh, I played quite a few of them. Uh, Wolf Among Us isn't one of them, but I've heard really good things from a lot of my friends. Yeah, I hear the graphic novel is based on is fantastic as well. Sweet. Well, we have that to look forward to, so long as they pay the developers and actually get a game out the door. We'll have to wait and see. Next up on the list, uh, also, uh, again from Gamatsu, uh, Disgaea 6 coming to PS4, PS5, and PC. Uh, do we have a date for this? Uh, I don't think so. Let me double check that while I talk about this. But um, yeah, this Gaia Six came out uh, on Switch last year, I believe, and uh, uh, it it seems fine. The major complaint was that it ran like shit, and in Japan it came out on PlayStation and Switch, so it was really weird that it was just Switch exclusive over here. 
So to fix that, uh, the issue of the game running like shit in the West, uh, the complete edition is coming out on PS4, PS5, and PC this year in summer. What type of game is this, Gaia? I hear it all the time. It's a JRPG. It's but... it's a turn-based strategy RPG where the numbers go insanely high. Oh, so just, it's very fun. Stand... I, I recommend it. Yeah. Stonks. Yeah. I wish my cryptocurrency was going that high at the moment. <laughs> it's going back up. It's okay. Yeah. If you don't sell, you don't lose. Yeah, if you don't pull out, Just you don't lose. Continue hodling. You'll be fine. Yeah. Get the Lambo. Diamond hands, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game came out uh, worldwide, I think, on Switch, like halfway through last year. Um, I haven't played this one, but I have played the previous titles for the most part. Yeah, good, good series. I'd, I'd pick it up on PC when it when it drops. Yeah, I've got most of the games on Steam ready to go. The, I think the only one I'm missing is free because that's li- that's locked to PS3 and PS Vita. Really? I thought it got re-released, but yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, uh, Disgaea 6 I've actually been kind of keen on, so I'm glad it's coming to uh, platforms where it will run well. Sweet. And finally, before we touch the Nintendo Direct content, another 6, uh, GTA 6, in fact, Finally, it had been rumored for ages, but we finally have official word, also from Gumatsu, uh, that we uh, th- that it's in development. Uh, who wants to expand on this one? They say it's well underway in development as well, so that makes me think that it's probably in alpha or beta phase, and not just like concept arting at the moment. At least I'd hope so. Uh, but yeah, G- GTA Five has been going yeah nine years. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's been a long time. And yeah. I think I think the only major game they've released between uh, GTA 5 and now is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which was also a massively long game to develop and make. And One could argue that GTA Online was its own standalone thing because of all the work that they've put into that separate to GTA 5, the main... And Red Dead on that floor. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. the, the, the online experiences are almost separate because I don't think GTA Online launched, at least not in the same way as it is now, and I guess Red Dead probably did the same thing. Yeah, they've been doing, like, expansion-type stuff to GTA Online every few years. I'm expecting it just to be GTA Online, but just on a different map. God, I like, hey, it's not. GTA 6. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that, but I think they'll make a new GTA Online for GTA 6. There's no so, way they're not going to the amount of money they make. Yeah. So if GTA yeah. 5, if GTA 5 lasted 9 years, uh well, lasts 9 years which it has. Uh what are we thinking? GTA 6 15, 15. years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's got to go through another three generations of consoles before they yeah. rumor another game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also we also need to hear rumors about Bully 2 in between its release and the next GTA. Isn't it crazy that that people that were born when GTA 5 came out are now like almost at high school? Don't don't do this. Not really, but <laughs> yeah, close enough. No, they'd only be in primary school. They're only 9 years old. Yeah, almost at high school. Yeah, almost in high school. Yeah. They've been in primary school for, for 4 or 5 years. My God! You know, I was 18 um, when that game came out. Wow, life has changed. I went to the I'm midnight release. To everything. See, um, edition. Not really. Yeah, 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 I went to the midnight release for that game as well, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it either. Why you not <laughs> like it? Some, oh, I remember some. I, I've come absolutely... to the realization that after Red Dead Redemption, I just after Red Dead Redemption, I liked, and I just don't like Rockstar games after that. I don't like how they feel. I just picked Fair it enough. up and I was like, "Wow, this isn't Saints Row," and then I put it back down. <laughs> I remember because um, that came out right. Air, like peak exam season for me in high school and luckily gta was never a series that i was super invested in so i sort of just gave it a bit of a pass anyway but i remember reading some absolutely wild stats about the the it was like one of the highest number of sick days taken by employees yeah. around the world 
<laughs> when GTA 5 came out because everyone took a, you know, randomly got the flu day at the same time. <laughs> yeah, the the only games that come close to that are the Dragon Quest games in Japan. Yeah, yeah which they, they, it's almost a national holiday. It's crazy. They they have to release those games on sad days now because too many people took days off wow. for Dragon Quest free. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. I uh, The only thing I want to mention for GTA before we move on is I am just every single week Sony posts an image on uh, the Australian store or the US store, whatever, on the Facebook page. It's the Australian one. It's There's always, every single week, it's GTA 5, number one sales, because they count like the DLC stuff. Every Unless there's week. a brand new release, in which case it drops to like top five. But it's had streaks of like 30, 40 weeks. <laughs> like, it needs to yeah, stop. Yeah, no, I, I just mean like it's, it's only when like a new exclusive comes out that'll top it. Yeah, it's it. I just I don't want to see that image anymore. Please take it away. They're just replacing That's the same image every week. Crazy numbers. It hurts me. That game it is the most successful so game in history. Ah, That's not Tetris. Um, but Actually, no, yeah. I think Minecraft. Minecraft is yeah. still the most oh, yeah, successful. I'm pr- I'm, I remember being at a... We, we did a bloody pub quiz about that, and I'm pretty sure Minecraft is still top, but, like, GTA Five is easily top top five, which... Yeah. I think it's a top four AAA games. Yeah, like, it's it's bananas. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll have to... Obviously, if, if there is more news to cover on GTA Six, we will probably, more than likely, cover it. But... Uh, onto the let's say the main meat of of what came out uh, this this week uh, to well yesterday in fact was it yesterday shoot I'm yeah it was yesterday excited. morning yeah yesterday oh, morning mm-hmm. yeah. good okay this boost is really getting to me um, Nintendo Direct uh, we've got a bunch of things to cover here so why don't we just laundry list our way through it first thing that we saw or first thing that we're going to talk about Fire Emblem Three Hopes yes yeah, so this Who is who wants a- it. <laughs> this is another Fire Emblem uh, Dynasty Warriors style game. And this is interesting to me because it seems like they're doing another story path that's an alternate timeline to what is already in Free Houses. And that game already has four alternate storylines. So this is like another way to like deeply explore the Fire Emblem Free Houses world and timeline, which is kind of an interesting take. They do love their alternate timelines and I guess sort of it. You can be a Fire Emblem fan, and I'm not really that sure you'd like these Dynasty Warrior games. It is a lot more action-focused. I think the first one did fairly well. Yeah, but it was released on, like, it was one of, like, the new 3DS games. It was also a Switch game. Yeah, and it was on the Wii U as well, I think. Yeah, I think it was late Wii U, late 3DS, and it came to Switch later. early Switch, yeah. But yeah, uh, I believe these games do fairly well, so it'll be just interesting to see. I think it'll be fun to play. I don't know if I'll get it myself, but I'll keep an eye out on it. Seth, uh, Steve, Josh, similar thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, new Fire Emblem games are always good, so yeah, no, I'm king. Yeah, I probably won't be getting it. I don't care. Like, I'll go. I need to go back and play Fire Emblem. I love it. I won't also, play it, but I won't can't play. wait for also, it to, just... uh, to introduce a character that we'll see in the next Smash game. More sci-fi, oh, more sword fighters. <laughs> also, Please. just before we move yeah. off, it's uh, just forgot to mention it's it's already got a release date announced. It's coming June twenty fourth. Ages away. Sweet. Next up in the direct list, we have Advanced Wars one and two coming April eighth. Uh, I never played either of these. Oh, they're amazing games. They're like grid-based, uh, turn-style combat. Like you basically fight off two wars. Um, you each have like one of eighteen different types of units. I think it's eighteen, um, and they're like a commanding officer. And it's like it's kind of like Fire Emblem if it was an RTS. Um, so you have 
well it's not it's not real time though it's like grid based but it's like actual like combat units and you sort of send them to to fight each other and no they're very very good games um rather than having like like a hero unit or a character with a plot you will have like, like a, <laughs> or a character basically. with a plot sorry it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's like a funny thing like that's that's like a unit of game <laughs> like <laughs> you can you can have a character with plot or <laughs> or yeah or you can have just a generic you know, npc soldier now i i loved the advanced wars games i played them a lot as a kid um so i'm very keen for that yeah, yeah. i'm also very keen on this i haven't played advanced wars before but um, WayForward does good jobs with their uh, remasters of everything, and they added voice acting into this game, which sounds pretty really? great. I can't, yeah, uh, all the commanders have voice acting now. Uh, I cannot wait to hear Christina V in another game because she's in every WayForward game, and yeah, it it looks Advanced really Wars cool. Was never I'll released get it. To re- uh, never supposed to release in a Western market, and then there was a demand for it, so they brought it over um, years later, and then it blew up. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Yes, Fire Emblem was kind of the same way where there was no hope of that coming to the West and then they put it put a couple of characters in Smash Brothers and there was suddenly a demand. <laughs> uh, anything to add, Steve? Uh, I, I sleep for this one. It just seems like Fire Emblem with like tanks and stuff. Um, it's just a, it's more fun. From- it's nothing new. <laughs> it's an old game. It's with a new hat. Fair but it's enough. got a new hat. hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new, new hats are cool. Uh, do you have anything to comment on No Man's Sky coming to Switch this summer? I'm very. I sleep. <laughs> Fair. Um, I'm. I'm not going to get it. Um, I've I've already fried myself out of No Man's Sky. I put more than probably fifty or sixty hours from both the PS4 and the Xbox versions. I just want to know how they actually do this. Like, it's pretty intense game. It looks great on like the like general console. I'm not really sure how they're supposed to be running it. Are they going to cap it at thirty frames or something or? <laughs> It does look like they lower the fidelity across the board on the game for Switch. Yeah, no, 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 is... don't worry about it. They'll, they'll, they'll just run it in cloud mode. You'll just stream it. Yeah, so that's oh, what I thought. Might be cloud as, mode. As soon as they said this, I'm like, all right, it's going to be like cloud mode. That's the only way they're going to be able to do it. But no, it's like the full game, which I'm very surprised and skeptical. They, they like, didn't specifically say it wasn't cloud mode, did they? No, but I get the feeling it'd be one of those things that they would have said it straight away if it was, like with the Kingdom Hearts stuff. They advertise it specifically yeah. as being. Yeah, oh, maybe. Okay, since you brought it up, I'll also just bring this up the list. Kingdom Hearts Cloud Edition was shown. It's already out. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, if you're inactive for three minutes, the game will kick you out of playing the game. Oh, fuck Oh, off. my God. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> hey, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, no. Did I save? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Gotta go take the tendies out of the microwave. Oh, no. I haven't seen anyone that, like, specifically say this happens, but I'd, I'd love to see that um, it, it kicks you out for watching a cutscene and not touching the controller. <laughs> it w- oh, true. It would do that as well. Oh, oh man. Yeah, you're just not. jamming out to simple and clean, and then, boom, you're out. Oh, no, I have to watch it again. You're just staring at, like, one piece of an item and then just Googling to see if it's better or whatever, and then yeah, it just yeah. boots you. You, you, oh, you get soft lock because you can't get through a cutscene fast enough. <laughs> But also, it's just got the general, like, cloud problems of it's unresponsive, it's buggy. Oh, yeah. actually, uh, there's actually a new glitch with this version of the game where uh, you can actually one-hit KO a ton of bosses in Kingdom Hearts 2 now. Uh, wow. oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure how it works, but they bugged one of uh, the Trinity Limit ability and now it just one-hit KOs bosses. Excellent. All right. Fantastic. Uh, new speedrun category. Boss fights. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up on the list, Mario Strikers. I'm keen. Anyone else? I am super keen. 
I love what they did where uh, the super moves have the arts, like they, they start going super shaded and cell shady looking with massive outlines like the yeah. uh, the cover arts and the concepts art for these Mario Strikers games. I think that I looks really like fantastic. That uh, what about uh, the original Persona Striker? <laughs> no, it looks good. <laughs> good take the the only thing i'm iffy on for this game is the gear system affecting stats yeah that looks kind of interesting because i assume i assume characters because they have their own different abilities will also have some sort of inherent stats as well yeah and i feel like uh, whenever these happen eventually people just find a meta uh, yeah. gear set for characters and yeah. there'll be some micro optimization that everyone will just run uh, it might be like mario kart where it affects your play style so it could, could work it could, but I feel like with a like more uh, direct approach, you'll just want to go with like this specific set makes my character the best in these areas, and that'll be like. And it'll be a Mario hat, and it will be an NFT. <laughs> you have to buy it to, to import it. Other other things I like: um, eight players can use the same Switch console to to play. That's I think that's, that's yeah, great. that's pretty good. I am I crazy? I thought Switch on launch you could only have seven things connected to it because it was a four and a three on the LED lights. Have you always been able to do eight? No, I'm pretty sure it's always been eight. Yeah, I'm sure, sure it's always eight, been eight. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else, some other system. I'm anyway, sure. eight, it, eight it on the same be. console. Sweet. Um, mm. Looks good. Uh, thing that I like Another thing that I like, uh, that Bowser can just handball the ball uh, and the yeah, ref doesn't give a shit. he just picks it up. Yeah. It's, just, what <laughs> it, it's Bowser, just, what are you going to do? Yeah, He's paid I mean. off the ref. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's cool. And and the electric fence where during the during the trailer we saw Luigi getting thrown into multiple times. Poor Luigi. Uh, poor Luigi. They're cowards though, they didn't show Daisy in all her glory. <laughs> the, these but. Mario Strikers games are where Daisy shines the best and they're cowards for not showing her. They showed Rosalina, Fair so enough, it was fine. But I am I am girl. very keen for this. Uh, it comes out June tenth and is available for pre order now. And uh my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll definitely be uh, getting the what's the like the the voucher the two for one voucher thing that yeah, the, uh, Nintendo the e shop, shop yeah, those are good yeah. All called, yeah I'll definitely be vacuuming up a couple of those bad boys anyway next up on the list Splatoon three um... I sleep <laughs> <laughs> I sleep yeah damn it Steve damn it Josh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah they showed off a this update updated version of Salmon Run which is a co op mode in the going in the game where it's just kind of a horde defense mode. But um, they kept it off by showing like this big boss salmon that's uh very obviously mimicking Godzilla. Uh, they uh, there's a bunch of updates in there that Splatoon fans will love, like being able to throw the eggs to each other to get them to the save points. Uh, is very appreciated from what I've seen. Uh, looks so, like more Splatoon. Looks fantastic. Uh, they confirmed it's coming out in summer. So basically, Sweet. who would win, two Squiddy Boys or Godzilla? <laughs> it's it's four Squiddy Boys or four uh, Squiddy or, Boys. Oh, or, 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 or the squids have the octopus ones. Did the squids have gender? I thought they were weird kids. No, they're they're, they're male or female. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, I've never played a Splatoon game, and it's probably not. everything has to be. That's God's plan. <laughs> um. God's plan. It's a good song by Drake. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Splatoon Three is going to actually be more open about that because I believe Splatoon Two was like male female, but like all the customization stuff was the same between the genders, so Good. it didn't matter too much. As long as I have a paint bucket that I can use to stomp kids online with. 
We're good. Yeah, paint the paint bucket, bucket was so good. <laughs> paint so bucket visceral. was so good, they put it in Smash. Yeah, just people sitting there shooting at you and you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to dunk a bucket of paint on you. Real Home Alone <laughs> style. No, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in between. I'm not quite I'm wake and I'm not quite I'm sleep, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, next up on the list, though, Front Mission Remake. I've never played this. Um, I've never heard Tell me this. about it, someone. I haven't played Front Mission either, but these are another, like, strategy RPG sort of games, I believe. At least Front Mission 1 and 2 are. Uh, Front Mission 1's getting remade uh, coming in summer, and Front Mission 2 Remake also got confirmed, but it's coming later. And it's just kind of cool seeing these be remade, because these are old, like, really old, like, SNES or PS1 games. So... Uh, bring them to current generation consoles is a great thing, honestly, and just something to worth highlighting. Cool. They, uh, they look, they also look cool just based on the trailer, so I'll probably be checking these out. Yeah, they do look pretty good. Um, I'm a massive fan of strategy games like that, so I'll probably give it a go as well. I also just really like mechas. Yeah, mechas are cool. Fair enough. Uh, next up on the list, we have Star Wars The Force Unleashed, specifically the Wii version, uh, is being ported to Switch, coming out very soon, April 20th, in fact. Uh, I'm Force Unleashed, I like... never actually played, but I know, oh, no, I played the, I played the, I think it was the demo, I played something to do with The Force Unleashed, but it wasn't the full game, and I don't remember what it was on. <laughs> it was a while ago. I played the PS3 version of The Force Unleashed, I love that it's specifically the Wii version being ported, because they, they're including all the motion control jank foot or Joy-Cons in this, so yeah, it'll see, be great I... to see that. <laughs> I played The Force Unleashed on PSP, and I must have finished it a dozen times. I loved that game, and I, I, I smashed it out. And when you said The Force Unleashed, I was like, yes, and you're like, Wii version. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I've heard a lot of people say that the Wii version is surprisingly the best version of the game, maybe. It's not. They're lying to you. The no, motion... I don't think any Wii version yeah. has been a good version. Yeah, like it, it, <laughs> including it, the first party game. It runs at barely 15 frames a second. I mean, maybe now it'll run at a good frame rate on a Switch. It's yeah. barely more powerful in, than in, the Wii. <laughs> yeah, in handheld mode, it You're is. You're right. The Wii. It's a Switch. Nothing runs well on that. No, no, they'll compensate by making it cloud streaming. Oh, don't. But the but imagine the fidelity between like streaming with like motion controls fucking hell <laughs> you know what i was Gosh. going to make a joke but i'm saving it for later just to stab patrick later fair enough uh next up on the list we have chrono cross remaster i never played these games either uh but coming out april 7th someone that has played this want to want to stand up have any of us actually played Chrono Cross? I haven't. I've want to play the Chrono games there on my list, and Cross Remaster coming out is just the fantastic, the best opportunity to actually get into this. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be like a complete rebuild from the ground up, almost like a seven remake type of thing. I kind of was as well, yeah. or like even what they did with Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. This looks a little more like they did machine learning for all the uprising, and it looks ugly. Yeah, but it doesn't. Thankfully, that yeah, it doesn't look very good. Or, but at the same time, maybe it's a stream. Maybe it's like not final footage type of thing. Maybe it actually looks better in a handheld mode or on your actual TV. I was um, I was actually really hoping it would be like a pixel remaster, like the first five Final Fantasy games that they've done. But this is um, this is not uh, really Chrono Cross was a PS one game, so that wasn't happening. Yeah, I thought it was more pixely. No, it was always a three D game. Uh, you're thinking so of Chrono Trigger. Yeah, really? you're thinking of Trigger. Yeah. Trigger was a ah, SNES game. Yeah, because I, I thought this was Trigger when I first saw it. Yeah, so both of those okay, games. Okay, I'm getting it confused. Yeah, and uh, so uh, we were mentioning like the machine uh, upscaling looks a bit ugly, but there's a toggle so you can go back to the older look of the game, which does look pretty fine uh, on the consoles. 
Uh, I just want to point out as well, this is coming to basically everything as well. Uh, I believe it's coming to Xbox, oh, Xbox PlayStation, and PC as well. well. This is a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, yeah, this was announced on Nintendo Direct, but afterwards they said it was coming to everything. Yeah, this, this, this happens sometimes. Direct, but um, yeah, yeah, no, it, I, I definitely play it. I've heard good things about it. I hear it's very underrated. Um, people sort of focus a lot on Chrono Trigger. Yeah, uh, people either really love this game or really hate this game. There's absolutely no middle ground for it. But um, one more thing to highlight for this announcement is that they're finally localizing Radical Dreamers, which was a Super Famicom uh, text adventure game that was uh, like sort of a prequel to Chrono Cross. And it just never came out over to the West because of how it was handled in Japan. Uh, there was like no real way to release it over here. So having this included with the remaster is a great thing to do uh sure uh as i say i never really played it but sounds good and you know hopefully they do it well next up on the list we have one that we are all gonna be very excited to get more of which is kirby kirby's uh what um lost lost world lost world the right? forbidden land the i forbidden. think it is yeah forbidden lands forbidden land. yeah anyway um super excited by this we saw a gameplay trailer uh, and we had probably the most memeable thing to come out of a Nintendo Direct for a long time, which is Kirby's mouthful mode. And my god, the memes. I thought it was his foreskin. I... Stop. <laughs> You're ruining Kirby I for hate... me. I had such a visceral reaction to Kirby being stuck on the car like that. I was like both super excited and positively disgusted at the same time. <laughs> I was like, please don't add this into it. Like, don't make this canon. But I um, I think it, it looks fun. I, I'm keen. From a gameplay perspective, it looks really fun. And on a, like, meta level for the series, I find it hilarious that Kirby's finally found things he can't eat. I mean, or, yeah. He's... like, he's, he's found things that he can, like, partially eat. Like, he can eat some, but not all of it. He just attaches himself to it. <laughs> Like a parasite. In the case of the vending machine, like, it looks like he actually, like, fully swallowed the vending machine. But he's just using the power, like, which is really cool. I love the, the water balloon power mode that they showed off where he's just spitting out water. 10 out the of 10. The Mario Sunshine ability? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a Mario Sunshine ability. It didn't <laughs> yeah, occur to me. it's a Mario but... Sunshine ability. Yeah, I, I, it just didn't occur to me when I was looking at the, the curvy part. But that's... Oh, man, I'm so keen for this game. So, yeah, I, I was already excited for this. This has made me even more excited. I, this is one that I will absolutely be pre-ordering once I have money. I've already pre-ordered it. It does look like a fantastic game. And I do appreciate that they've got a thing in the game as well where you upgrade your abilities. So you still keep, like, the core flame and everything. But they've got a reason now to, like, up grade them into different abilities themselves and the dragon form at the max level for the fire looks absolutely amazing yeah, yeah. No, all of this like looks just like amazing to me like all everything that kirby was it just directly translated really well into this setting as a 3d platformer so it, it, i'm really keen really really and keen the, the, the most disappointing part of this isn't even about kirby it's the fact that kirby looks so good just from those trailers that how did how did Pokemon Legends Colon Arceus look so bad? <laughs> Wait, save it save it for later. I gotta stab you about that later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up on the list we have MLB Switch. Um, sick meme. I will probably never play a baseball game on Switch, but kind of cool. I guess. God, it looks so bad. Actually, <laughs> like I paid attention to to it when I was going through the direct again. Uh, and yeah, just it looks so bad on Switch. But I think it's absolutely hilarious that the MLB is uh, MLB is forcing Sony to release this on other consoles. So now you're gonna get a Switch game that has a Sony Studios logo popping up on screen. 
Is anyone planning on picking this up, Steve? No, I'm not a fan of... Um, I sleep. Yeah, I sleep as well. Like, it's got cross-play yeah, and stuff, I don't care. I think it's, it'll probably come to Game Pass, so... Imagine pri- like buying a game twice for the sake of taking it on the train with you for a baseball game. No, thanks. <laughs> I, no, I this means you can play talk- a baseball game at a baseball game. <laughs> oh my God. I can't remember if we brought it up last week, but the uh, the cover art for this game actually goes hard for one of the special editions. <laughs> True. And got the artist... They got the artist for Avro Samurai to do the cover of the special edition, and it looks. Sick. Is that why it looks so sick? Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was just like, all right, cool. We've just gone hard on the the image, but now nah, it's running. Yeah, yeah, they, they, that's why then. they they put all their budget into the cover art. Oh, cool. Was it yeah. the special edition cover? Did you say? Yes, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just looking at it now. That that looks sick. Anyway, next up on the list, we have uh, Klonoa One and Two. Never played these. Uh, I'm kind of in the I sleep. Uh, reaction to this i am also sleeping i enjoy platformers a lot and i know klonoa is big for a lot of people i haven't played them myself but uh i've been interested in it i've seen klonoa one played all the way through and it looks like a really fun game and they're remaking klonoa 2 for the first time so this will be a great time to get onto this game sweet that broke that that's a good summation um speaking of platformers uh portal one and two coming to the switch is portal a platform yay <laughs> I don't know. I just, put Portal as more of a puzzle game. Yeah, I put it a puzzle game. A puzzle I, um, platformer. I think most people have played Portal at this point. Um, I just think it's just funny and worth mentioning that this is like, I guess, technically Valve's next release after Half Life Alex, which is like their only game that they've made in what since Dota Two. Um, Do you reckon they were releasing this on Switch make to sort Dota of get a new one, or did they just publish that? So yeah, uh, what was that, Seth? I said, did they even make Dota Two, or did they just publish that? Uh, I think they technically made it with the help of Icefrog. Um, yeah who's no it was, longer it was part a of joint Dota thing. yeah um okay but yeah i i don't know i i think everyone that hasn't played portal should absolutely pick it up and play it um if you've but i I recommend playing it on pc or even the orange box on 360 to be honest I, with you it's an I, old game i just find the optics really funny because you know we have the steam deck coming soon uh which is you know everyone's calling the switch killer and here we have portal being released onto the switch where it's like yeah you know that's a good point portal being on the steam deck will be a possibility soon as well and anyway so uh, that's all my thoughts on it um yeah portal one portal two good games do you need to play them on the switch when you have access to them on pc for probably cheaper yeah. uh, definitely for cheaper i mean I, uh-huh. I got portal one for free in like 2011 so i'm sure that it, it probably goes on sale pretty pretty consistently and now i'm looking forward to pat butchering a name of a game <laughs> what live a lip <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding live live alive live alive uh it's getting yes. hd2 Beautiful. hd2 did you, did you did you really know or was it josh's laugh that gave that away uh no no but the, uh, from the direct they they said it live alive okay good you didn't butcher <laughs> um no th- this one this one I'll, I'll be honest initially i thought i sleep but by the end of the trailer i wake i'm i'm actually kind of excited with this one yeah, this is really cool, and this is the first time it's coming to the West as well. This is. is a fairly yeah. old game, and it's being localized for the first time. It looks really in a good. fantastic way. Yeah, mm. I, I, I'm keen for it. I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. It seems like way up my alley as a type of game, so hell yeah. Coming out July 22nd. Uh, any thoughts? It looks like a good version of Octopath Traveler, or at least what Octopath Traveler was trying to achieve. Octopath yeah, Traveler was good. It just didn't... It's just too many random encounters. It just got monotonous. But the actual, like you know gameplay loop and the, the the fighting mechanics and everything were good but yeah anyway i disagree with that but i think this this has potential to be better so yeah steve any thoughts i sleep um 
Fair enough. Yeah, I... I you you, never you seem to be sleeping a lot during this Nintendo, Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I'm going to be very curious about your score at the end. It's because he has I... uh, Nintendo, uh, Xbox stocks, you know? He, he can't, like, drop his stock back. <laughs> oh, when we get to the end and I'm giving an overall score on this, I will make my feelings on this Direct very apparent. And you'll understand why I sleep so much. It's okay. 10 out of 10 for Taiko. Next up on the list, we have Nintendo Switch Sports, a welcome edition harkening back to, uh, what was the previous one? What, Wii U Resort? Yeah, the Wii U one actually had one, yeah. And they did it in a really stupid way where you had to buy passes. But really? It's, 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 been, it's been many years. So this was a welcome, this was a welcome site, a welcome return. Um, where we have uh, badminton, soccer, volleyball, bowling, tennis, and... Uh, it's like sword fighting, isn't it? Chambara. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> Fencing, right? Yeah, coming, coming out uh, April 29th. And the best part, we have online playtests happening soon. Yeah? Uh, next yeah. weekend. Yeah, next week, actually. Yeah. yeah. You have to sign up from the 6th. So you sign up on the 16th, and you can play on the 17th, the 18th, and the 19th, if I remember correctly. I've never been more awake in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> online playtests happening, yeah, 18th to 20th. I guess that's oh, probably right. Australian. But it's um, only for like 45 minutes. It's ridiculous. Oh, wow. That's really Yeah, ridiculous. you got 45 minutes. Yeah, that's really dumb. And if it like fucks up, which it probably will. Oh, well. Mm. More importantly, I don't have, have to buy um, Mario Golf now because yeah, well, they're reskinning it. I was, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of um, golf, we have uh, coming um, in spring as free DLC, I think they said. And uh, yeah. there was also some update to the soccer mode that they were going to do as a later on. I think it was the, the leg um i thought that was going to be in from the start where you get the uh the uh the leg strap that comes with we fit uh not we fit um ring fit adventure and you can attach the joy con to your leg and kick the ball into the from? goals they mentioned it's, it and i'm like yeah, oh yeah, they're yeah, introducing a new peripheral no, no <laughs> and they, they mentioned they it so casually fit. no it sounded like they were doing something with the soccer mode that was coming as free dlc later on so there's like this regular soccer mode and then there's like an addition or an extension to it in some way anyway um yeah super hype for this one um it'll be fun uh, it'll be a nice sequel to one two switch which was kind of a shit <laughs> um like I don't know, tech tech demo for the Switch. I'm fairly keen on this, but I will be even more excited when they re-add boxing into it. Yeah, I want to play boxing. Yeah. Uh, next up on the list, um, Taiko no Tatsujin, uh, also known as Drum Simulator. Uh, we got over 500 songs coming to this one, but I'm still not super keen for this. Like, I'm not discounting it, but this sort of game never really enthused me, even though some of the like soundtracks... I like rhythm games. I just don't like... I feel like this one's going to be like Joy-Con motion rhythm games, and I can't really be fucked. Uh, it should come yeah. with uh, a drum kit that you can tap. Like most of the Taiko games uh, come with like a, a specialized controller with a drum, and you can tap on it. Um, so I imagine that will probably come with that kit. Donkey Kong bongos? Uh, effectively, yeah. Yeah, I think you could play these with Donkey Kong bongos at one point. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think the main release is coming with like 30-ish songs and it's a subscription you got to uh, subscribe to to get over 500 songs. I think it was a bit over but 30, but yeah, maybe, not, not, but not many, also under worth, 100. Also worth pointing out was um in the game's track list is they're putting Megalovania in there because of course they are. Yeah, they're putting I mean, in quite a few that are interesting enough to play. But yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that's a wait and see for me. If it didn't require a physical purchase so I can get the drums, I'd probably give it a go. But um, Bro, I, just I digitally download the drums. Subscription. <laughs> yeah, sure. You wouldn't download, you download a, a car? <laughs> you wouldn't download a drum kit. <laughs> you wouldn't download a drum kit. <laughs> Fucking watch um, me. Um, no, I'm just curious, just while we're on this, I, I wonder if it's going to be part of, and it probably won't be because it's not first party, but um, 
you know, they're obviously adding various DLC packs into the Switch Online. I wonder if this subscription will be one of them that you get for the I doubt it service. because this is a third party yeah. company yeah. and not Nintendo. But they also, Nintendo might pay them to add it in because they don't really have a lot of stuff they're putting in there, but I, I, I yeah, doubt I it as well. Guess, I guess they did with the Sega Genesis stuff. They paid Sega to do those on the pass. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see it happen because I don't think that many people are going to shill out for an extra 500 songs on a subscription service, but um, if it wasn't subscription, right, I think more people would, but subscription is... Uh, not everything has to be a subscription, guys. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, I don't really care about this game, but it's weird how they've got a subscription model. So, yeah, it's just weird. Maybe it says a lot about our society, to be honest. And <laughs> Thank that you for that. Capitalism, baby. Philosophical insight from Steve. Um, Metroid Dread also got uh, a bit of a feature in the Direct. We are getting a first major update featuring two new difficulty modes, um, Dread Mode and Rookie Mode, where Dread Mode looks like it's just a, an Oko, Oko yeah, playthrough. Yeah, yeah. Yep, one-hit KO play through and rookie mode uh heals you double the amount of what the regular mode does so basically they're just adding extreme hard mode and very easy casual mode right now so you got you, and, you, um, you got sigma and chad mode <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically um they're also doing a second update in april that's going to add a boss rush mode which is very appreciated people have been asking for that that's cool uh any other thoughts to add to it I sleep. Uh, not really i don't think i'm going to touch the uh updated difficulty modes they seem a bit excessive uh, but i'll i'll probably go back to the game when the boss rush mode comes out fair enough the only thing i want to mention is that i personally didn't expect metroid dread to get updates in general um so this was a surprise to me and if they add more content to the game or even dlc after the fact i think that'd be a good thing for the Battle metroid Royale series mode. so uh, god no okay no i take that back <laughs> i don't want it anymore subscription based battle royale mode <laughs> god, no. who let patrick have the microphone <laughs> <laughs> sorry um <laughs> from <Should be>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh one of the things which um we we all watched the the direct pretty much simultaneously when it was streaming live and uh let's just say when we started seeing uh little hints of mother uh, there were a couple of us that were really excited for what could have been a hinted Mother 3, only to have that... God, this trailer was so evil. The biggest <laughs> rug pull of the entire Direct. Seth, how are you feeling? Have you recovered? Uh, yeah, because honestly, it's not surprising. They keep doing this to Mother fans. They do. I mean, Truly the most oppressed peoples. I don't know how they keep getting <laughs> they away They are it. even more oppressed than the X-Bros. I mean, so I if they want like Mother 3 they... on the Xbox, right, they... Oh, imagine. Oh you my guys God. imagine if they put it on Xbox or four Nintendo consoles. Oh my God. Um, but no, I I was watching this laughing because I mean, I haven't played the Earthbound games yet. I've seen people play them. They look very good. I think I'd really enjoy them, but I, I haven't played them yet. So even having the opportunity to play the Earthbound games is going to be really good. But I think I'm hoping that the build up for this and the release of these two games will be like a test or a push to see if they really need to localize Mother 3. But they did that on the Wii U already. Yeah, <laughs> no man, one bought no, the Wii no U. No one played they... the Wii U. <laughs> Seth, Seth, breathe. These, these breathe. games, the, these games sold very well on the Wii U for what the Wii U market base was. Yeah, but that's not. It, it's not enough. It's like not for the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of them. It, it sold more than Wonderful One Hundred and One. Well, I've never even heard of that, so I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's okay. Only five people bought that game, yeah, and, and six people brought. Mother. <laughs> no wonder it Wait, sold better. Found, yeah. 
Um, but it's, but it's, yeah. it's interesting how it's coming to the Switch Online servers. Like, it's not for sale. You can't buy it. We're not giving Nintendo money to prove that we want it. They're giving it to us because they know we want it. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're and, giving uh, it to you so you pay the subscription service. But yeah. <laughs> I'm already paying the subscription service. Is this going to the premium one, though? Or is this no, going it's to just the standard one. No, no. This is a SNES oh, yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, SNES game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the premium one just adds Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis stuff yeah. and whatever DLC they've done. But um, Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo are all on the base pass yeah okay I- i'm definitely gonna play them though as long as they actually run um i'll play them maybe give it a week God, or two. they're going to they're going to do gpa at some point they're going to do mother free on that and it's going to be behind the uh premium pass yeah, keep telling yourself that just like it will come out when the switch two gets out if they ever mother three's been trying to be localized mother three's been trying to be localized for like 20 million years the general idea I'm trying to push is that whenever they do the GBA, it's going to be behind the premium pass. It will be, and I will mm-hmm. I will pay for that. The GBA was the best handheld console that has ever existed. So keep telling yourself yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the PSP no, and the Vita are right. Okay, here. that's a Josh and a Seth. And the 3DS. Nintendo <laughs> DS. The, the Nintendo Switch DS is a portable was great, console as well. No, so. Nothing, nothing held my attention like. So the they have GBA. these flip phones right now, and you can emulate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they're sent to the repair shop for about six weeks yeah. but when they come back Not they don't get a snake checking in <laughs> it's literally like you've got a ds in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole um, reason i bought the fold but yeah no i guess we um we can move on we're still not getting mother three earthbound looks great if you haven't played it you should probably play it i'll be one of you and yeah probably review that at some point in the coming weeks so we've been- mother fan very excited to play mother for the first time so yeah. we've had a lot of chat about whether something would be behind Nintendo's premium subscription service. And one thing that we got from the Direct that is available behind Nintendo's premium subscription service is an update to Mario Kart 9. What? Sorry. No, typo. Mario Kart 8. Uh, track pack. Woo. It's been, it's been like six years since this came out on the Switch. And they're finally updating it. It was basically a launch title on Switch, wasn't it? And, I remember getting and, this yeah, very soon after it got the Switch. And don't I forget, this came out originally launch. on the Wii U. Yeah. Don't believe they're yeah, lying. It had, it, it had an entire season pass on the Wii U. They've haven't they had the entire Splatoon franchise uh, like that's existed after Mario Kart Eight? Yes. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yes, yeah. they have. They've had multiple franchises out of existence. In- I can't keep but getting no, away with are, it. These are the same developers as Splatoon. Like this, this development team specifically is the same as the Splatoon ones. So they've done three Splatoon games in between Mario Karts. Crazy. Anyway, so we, we have um, a season pass bringing 48 new tracks to the game. Uh, sorry, Which not is new. doubling the amount of tracks to the game. That's insane. Yeah, 48 tracks. Some of them are new. Some of them are, are remasters of old tracks. By the end of uh, 2023, uh, Which is two they're years. being released in waves <laughs> and will cost 25 US dollars for all 48 tracks. Or, as I said, you can get it with their uh, premium online subscription service. Um, thoughts on this versus just having it as Mario Kart 9? I've, I've seen mixed opinions. So, on one hand, I'd really like a Mario Kart 9 that updates everything, but we're also kind of getting to the end of the Switch's life. Then again, there was there's always rumors that a new Switch model is coming out, so it would have been cool to have Mario Kart 9 as a launch game. Didn't last week or at we the end of 2023. Didn't last week we reported that we're only halfway through the life cycle anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but we were also speculating that maybe they'll do like a Switch 2 as yeah. like the yeah switch to extend a life the yeah the switch Stop. This new switch 3ds u <laughs> yeah switch 
Mario Kart 8 is a very good game, so just getting more content to that game is also appreciated. At least there's new stuff coming to a Mario Kart mm. and a reason to go back to it. And some of the tracks are being pulled in from Mario Kart on Tour, which is the phone game, which I've actually played a, a, probably more than I'd like to admit for, for what the game was on phone. But some of those tracks are really? interesting. I yeah, actually I, I actually played quite all. a bit of it. Oh, yeah. How is it? Yeah. I haven't touched it. Oh. Um, I don't it's... know anyone that's touched it until now. Yeah. Oh, I... I... It, it fits very well for what it is. It's not a fully-fledged Mario Kart experience, and by default it has all the assists on, and honestly, I can't really be bothered turning them off because I don't take it too seriously. But it is a full Mario Kart game. Like, it feels like you're playing Mario Kart, just with um, a little bit more hand-holding because it's, it's on a, a phone, obviously. But no, like, some of the some of the track designs, like, it all runs really smoothly. It's It's... Yeah, surprisingly fun. Um, I actually don't know anyone else that plays it, and I sort of come and go with it because it's very. It's got that model where it's just very seasonal. So it's like if you skip, if you like, if you don't get your login bonus for a week, then you come back like a a week or two later, and everything's shifted over, and it's very pay to win, and uh, all the prices are just absolutely just whack. Uh, so there, yes. there's a there's a meme that you guys might have seen of uh, Diddy Kong in Mario Kart Tour costing more than 48 new tracks in Mario Kart 8, which is and, insane. Yeah, and it wasn't by a small like amount US, It's 25 USD to get this DLC for Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Or you can spend 35 USD to get Diddy Kong I in it was Mario 39, Kart Tour. But uh, yeah, either way, was it 39? I'm pretty sure it was 39. Um, but God, that's even it's, worse. Yeah. It's insane. Oh. When you think 39 USD, like that translates to literally a full game in Australian dollars. Yeah, no, all of the, nuts. all of the, like, there, there is technically competitive that they try and push every so often in Mario Kart on tour. I've never touched it, probably never will, um, because it's, as I say, very pay to win. Uh, but just in terms of, you know, sitting on a bus waiting to get from point A to point B, yeah, doing a Mario Kart race, it, it works as well as you'd expect. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's solid. The big thing I would have liked for a 9 really is what Tor is doing with an updated roster and costumes. Uh, there, there's no reason they couldn't do that with 8s, but I don't see them doing it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But um, I, I know that Tor has Pauline in it, in it which uh, Pauline's been big for the Mario series since she came back with Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just a new game to refresh the roster would have been great. I fucking hate this so much. It's... Uh... I just, yeah, it just it's padding it out for the sake of padding it out. Are we uh, it really are is. we all gonna buy the uh, the tracks or what are we no. thinking? You're gonna sign up for the yeah. subscription pass <laughs> yeah, instead? Yeah, yeah, we, we we were joking about it earlier in the podcast, but um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I want to know what uh, what everyone's gonna go with. Are, are you gonna go with the subscription model for the getting it for the online pass, or are you gonna buy it outright? I am buying it outright myself. I don't know if I'm gonna get it because I never play Mario Kart by myself and. I don't live with enough people that we regularly play Mario Kart anymore. Because I, I did, you know, back when I lived in a flat with a bunch of other people, we used to play Mario Kart all the time. But uh, if I was still in that I, flat, I would buy it outright. If I will buy it, I will buy it outright, but I don't know if I'll buy it. Um, Josh? And Josh? Yeah, so uh, did, did Steve answer already? He said no. Um, he said yeah, no. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I ended up having to, well, my, my Nintendo Switch online ran out. So I ended up getting the premium pass because... Um, because of the family pack i have multiple people that want to play the animal crossing one so it was literally cheaper to add everyone to a family pack with that um rather than each of us buy the dlc separately um so i ended up doing that so i'll i mean i'll probably download it and give the tracks a go but you know 
they don't look as polished as what the Mario Kart 8 ones do to me. They, they look like phone ports, but... um. Yeah, some of the tracks are from Tor, and you can tell yeah. from yeah. a glance, but um, like some of I them think some of like the it. other ones... Yeah, whatever's coming from other games should look great. So the, yeah. the, biggest, the biggest concern I have is that with the 48 tracks, when they say that there's a track coming from Tor, um, what Tor does is they say, this is a track, let's say Mushroom Kingdom. And then as a separate track, they'll say this is Mushroom Kingdom and they'll give it a variant name like R1 or L3 or something. And what that means is that they'll stick a bunch of ramps in random places to slightly change the track. They'll give it more elevation or something, but it's the same area. It's the same environment. It's just driven slightly differently. I am, I haven't seen them rule out that of the 48 tracks, they are distinct 48 like environments. So if it, if it so happens that of those 48 tracks, let's say eight of them are just variants of a track because that's how Tour does it. That's going to that change my opinion upsetting. on this. I yeah. I don't think they do that. They're, they're specifically pointing out that they're pulling from every past game. Yeah, that was my uh, interpretation as well because they said all these yeah. past games. So I, I want that to be the case. I'm just saying if 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 they do it the way Tour it's does just tracks, a deep-seated, It's a deep-rooted fear you have. It is. It is because Tour... Yeah. Tour has a habit of doing that because it's a very mobile game way of saying, oh, look, it's a different track. You're like, no, it's not. <laughs> I I think the fun way you could go with that approach is if it was one track, but uh, if they did like what the Excite Bike Arena does and they have like a bunch of um different layouts that you could do and whatever tour tracks are in the game, uh, they have different uh, layouts that just it randomly cycles through depending on which version of the track it's going to be based on. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a it's a wait and see. I, I don't know if I'll buy it, but if I do buy it, it'll definitely be purchased. I can always add you to my family pass, so you can give it a go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I um, I, I'd be keen to play it. Like, I think it'd be fun to. I, I I honestly haven't played Mario Kart Eight. I think on my Switch either with other people, so we could try and give it a go if the Nintendo Online decides to actually work. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go, at least solo. And finally... Uh, just, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, one just more. one more thing on that. Yep. There's 48 tracks. One of these has to be Waluigi Pinball. <laughs> That'd be so good. Excellent that is track. probably one of the better levels, though. Waluigi may not make it to Smash, but by God, is he going to live on in Mario Kart 8? In Mario Kart 8 Ultimate. <laughs> God, he needs to do a crotch chop, by the way, in uh, the <laughs> soccer game like he did in the GameCube once. <laughs> um... Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to see if you're right about that. Uh, but the last thing on the docket, the last thing from Direct that we're going to discuss is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 uh, coming September. Now, this this was interesting. The moment this trailer came out, I, was, I, I just yelled in our group chat, hmm, this looks better than Pokemon Arceus. Don't. Weird. <laughs> it looks so pretty. You, you ruined it what was a so good reveal by going, look at this bad game. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And it destroyed me on the inside as a result because I went back and looked at Arceus and went, shit, you know what? He's yeah. right. <laughs> it even looks better than Rise, though. Like, this this, this game looks amazing for... If, if it looks like what they're showing it as, it I don't know how they're going to run it on the Switch. <laughs> it looks excellent. <laughs> True. Yeah, especially with a September release and we don't know if there's another Switch model coming out. Like, this could have been a launch game for another Switch model and I would believe it. Yeah, yeah. I would believe it as well. It looks It looks excellent. I don't know how they're going to do it, but um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, excitement. Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, excitement for I, I'm three. I'm very, I'm yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, I've only played Xenoblade Chronicles one. Uh, I haven't played the updated version on Switch yet, but I will 
this, this has got me in the mood to actually go through and play those in preparation for this, which is a stupid thing to say because those are 100 hour long games and it's I'll probably I'll probably have to exclusively play those two games to make it in time for this game's launch. Yeah, they're so uh, so fucking big. Like, get sighted now, and it'll be anything you do. Like, yeah, so big. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about um, you know, how I'd started Universe One, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, 15 hours in, and I think I'm almost on the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah, they're they're beefy games. I uh, I need to keep playing them as well, so we we can we can talk yeah. about them, hype up each other. The the interesting thing about this so is that um, so Xenoblade One and Xenoblade Two were different worlds. And Xenoblade 3 seems to be clashing those two worlds together. Yeah, um, there's been multiple images I've seen of people pointing things out. Like, um, I forget its name, but the guy holding the sword and then there's the the thing that blocks your way in number two. And then the sword being like through this, like, I guess, corpse in number three. So it's like, it seems like yeah, it actually I... connects the worlds together, which is really cool. I think it's the sword from two through the chest of the Mechonis from one. It looks fantastic. Like which is pretty it cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I um, I'm, um keen. I'm also excited to reveal that uh the main character is the most JRPG McSword guy character there's <laughs> ever been. He's he's the combination of like the SMT four protagonist, Dante, Travis Touchdown, the Persona two protagonist, just anything you could combine into this to make the most JRPG character you could ever make. Mm. It looks like very cyberpunky as well, which oh my god, it's so good. The art style looks incredible. I'm I'm very keen for it. Also, people are speculating that the two characters wearing masks are Melia and Naya from Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2, which will be great if they're uh, somehow antagonists in the game. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me as well. And I, maybe it's because the weird English voice acting that they use, everyone's got a British accent. They sort of sound a little bit similar, um, but that's just probably me not playing Xenoblade 2 for a while and getting a bit confused. They all sort of blend into one after 80 or so hours. But yeah, very keen. <laughs> I'm definitely awake for this. <laughs> all right cool um all up impressions on direct out of 10 steve oh no you maybe all right well i i fucking hated it um all it was is just <laughs> remakes and ports or remasters with like one new game announced or a couple of new games announced but like what struck the mario strikers and xenoblade everything else you're already everything else is just a remake a remaster where's the original ideas it's just sort of like there's nothing new anymore. What do you mean? They days. announced Mario Kart 9. Ah, oh, fuck, sorry. Yeah, see, exactly. Even with that, even with the DLC they're doing, it's like, oh, it's the old stuff. Kirby like this, man. Now. I, I don't agree with that. I think they sprinkled enough new stuff in there and just updating on stuff that they already announced was going to be happening. Yeah. So, okay, so, yeah, so hang on. I, let, me re- let me rephrase it then. So it might, not be, it might be new to us, but the games are all old. Like it's games that came out 15, 20, 25 years ago. There's like no original. I, I, don't, e- I, I don't even mean those. I think like... The Free Hopes coming up um, was a brand new thing. Mario Strikers was brand new. Splatoon 3 is just updating us on something that we know is coming this year, even though we knew about it before, but we haven't heard about it in a long time. Same with Kirby. Uh, MLB, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin then, as well. And then there we capped off with Xenoblade. Yeah. And, and Nintendo Switch Sports. So that's about that's six. And, and how many games are actually spoken about? There's like, what, 15 in total? Something like that, yeah. which is about like, I think that's a fair batting average. MLB. No, I'm talking about MLB. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 no, I just, I, it's just all old. Like, there's just nothing new. 
Oh, and what okay, there are a few things new. It didn't push it over the line. And are we actually getting to the point where we're actually reviewing a bunch of game announcements? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hate it. Hate hate it. This says a lot about our society, and I hate it. Fair Score enough. out of 10. It's like a two. And I, hate oh, wow. I hate reviewing these announcement wow. things as well. Let it be shown on the record. Man, it's what a shit opinion. Ju- it's, just, it's just a bunch of trailers. Like He did sleep through a lot of this. What a, what a Josh take. What a, what a Josh take. I agree. <laughs> this, is, this is actually a woolly take, which only one other person will get when I tell them about that. Literally, I get it, and I, I don't want to. Um, okay, so I think for, from my perspective... I, I mean, to be honest, this is very heavily uh, biased by Kirby. Um, so probably maybe like a like a seven, I think, would be sort of a fair fair guess. There's, a, there's enough new stuff to keep me interested. There's enough old stuff that is being is new to us because it's being ported for the first time. And there's the, the games that they chose to remake are well-loved. So I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, so this direct was heavily geared towards me and my taste specifically because I enjoyed nearly everything that was announced here. Um, I would have given it a 9 out of 10, but that Mother 3 bait was so strong I had to drop it down to <laughs> so a 7. So it's a 4. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a 3. 3 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it loses 3 points because it, because Mother 3, so it's now 6 out of 10. Fair enough. Uh, I would also give it a 7. I... Um, actually got hyped seeing some of the trailers and direct sort of they've been a bit hit and miss I'm less interested in the strategic remasters and remakes but something like Live Alive did actually capture my attention so 7 out of 10 from me and that is the end of the direct chat and the end of part 2 now we have an audience question for this week bump it bump it bump it bump it bump it is from Trinity who asks what's your favourite game hi Trin <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite gaming moment or scene that uses a licensed song? Something like how Far Cry 4 opened with Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Uh, has anyone thought about this that wants to share first? I've I've had a bit of a think about this. Uh, the thing with me is that a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the more moments that stick with me, like from a game itself, is when it's a game OST that does it. But, um... I'm going to give the most vanilla answer that Trinity will actually expect from me in saying that, uh, for me, it's uh, Simple and Clean's opening for Kingdom Hearts 1. Is that technically a licensed song before it was in Kingdom Hearts? It is. All all of the uh, Kingdom Hearts songs are licensed but songs. I think she means, or what, what I take this as is, you know, that exists outside of a game OST, and I don't, I don't think this did. It does. It does. Prior to the game releasing? I think it was a single before the game released. Okay, I'll, t- I'll take that answer. I didn't know that. I thought it was produced for Kingdom Hearts. Uh, if I don't go with that, it's probably. Um, I'm looking on the Wikipedia. No I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page right now. Uh, no, you're. you're it's, it's free to play. Like it's fair play. So if it is, it was used as the theme song, but it did come out before that. Uh, if I'm not using that, it's probably No Rest for the Wicked for Borderlands 1's opening. Choice, Arcade yeah. that's oh. such a good opening. Yeah. I'm just going to out Trinity because we were talking about this as well. Uh, hers was um the opening for Borderlands 2. I forget the name of the song, but that one was hers. I forget it as well, but that I remember that being really good. Um, I think for me, uh, there's, there's a few scenes that really stick with me, but the ones that... Uh, I, honestly, mostly minor game OSTs as well, but licensed song. Um, I think 
really heavily anything in forza horizon um was just they're, they're <laughs> fair fucking enough. phenomenal like they always do it really well and they time it to the songs it, it, they're excellent but um in terms of a very specific song in a very specific game i think probably uh breaking benjamin's blow me away in halo 4 was was really good halo 2 uh Halo 2? I thought it was Halo 4. No, it's Halo 2. Why am I thinking Halo 4? You even 4? said Halo 2 the other day when we were first discussing yeah, this I, question I don't know because why I thought I'm... everyone was going to have to... I thought everyone would have to think about this over the week. Yeah, no, I um, I don't know why I assumed Halo 4 just then. But yeah, no, that was an excellent um, piece of music in general. So yeah, I'm keen. Loved it. Oh, and for me, um, this is going to be a very hot take and I'm going to say it anyway. Um, It's that cover that Florence and the Machine did of Stand By Me on Final Fantasy 15. Nah, get out of here. I knew it. I'm kicking him from the call. (laughs) I actually really like that song. See, it's so good. It's such a great song. It's it's even worse for me because it replaced a game original song. Well, game original song is probably shit. It was just, it was such a perfect... (laughs) Somnus is such a fantastic track and it was going to be the theme for that game and I hate that Tabata replaced it. Well, difference I, I like because it's so good it's one. so good it suits the scene so better because as it's like the credits so rolling and you're back with the boys pushing the car because it's a replay of the first scene oh mwah. it was the best part fantastic. of that game when it hadn't started yet fantastic <laughs> oh nah that, that's it we're not having steve on next week i can't stand this man and his far fancy 15 takes <laughs> oh, literal literal great. josh opinions such a great game when what about you, I love how, I, I love how we're insulting switch? one host of the podcast via another host of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's such you, a Patrick? Josh move, Seth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> I'm not asking again. <laughs> so what's your favorite, Pat? Uh, the the song that you that you guys are thinking of the start of Borderlands two which would have been up there for me is Short Change Hero by the Heavy yeah ah uh, yeah that's it and they also did the ending that, song that was for Borderlands also a fantastic two one. Uh, with How You Like Me Now although I liked that one less than the start just just my my personal opinion so I'm split either between Short Change Hero the Heavy for the start of Borderlands two um I also really liked Cage the Elephant the start of Borderlands one. Uh, I think just because of the amount of hours I put in Borderlands 2, I think I've heard the heavy more <laughs> and like that. Um, but otherwise, it would be the um, start of Horizon 4, where even yeah. just on the title music, it's um, moment... Uh, oh, shoot. It's Odessa... Um, oh, what's, it's moment something. Um, I have to look this up quickly. Uh, um, it's a moment apart. Yeah, a moment apart. Yeah, a moment apart. So, Odessa uh is one of my favorite artists just in general and for them to play my favorite song from that album as the starting track for horizon 4 i i was sold immediately like just booting it it was like damn the game can only go downhill from here because that's such a high point to start so that that somehow didn't and the game didn't go down (laughs) i i want to twist this question's arm a little bit and go into uh game osts real quick and there's there's two i want to point out the first one is i really love the uh the uh red apple fell scene from gravity rush 2 and i just want to point out that the entire metal gear rising soundtrack when it comes to boss fights are fantastic are we gonna yeah, metal gear rising game didn't get more love like why is there a sequel why hasn't it been ported to next gen consoles i look really good with a fresh campaign on it do we, um... God, I've, I've been so upset about Metal Gear Rising 2 because people have been pointing out something again, but that's a discussion for another time. Do we want to very quickly choose a, a favorite OST since you've mentioned it and twisted it? Uh, don't make me choose. 
<laughs> I, I'm just going specifically with moments. Like, the rules of nature thing is fantastic. Uh, all the stuff, all the boss fight stuff for Metal Gear Rising is great. And that one particular scene from Gravity Rush 2 where Cat has to sing is one of the best ones in gaming to me. Okay, well, we can save it for another week. Um, we can choose a favorite moment for OST. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> what, did you not have one to contribute, Josh? Well, I, I can talk about a favorite OST. Um, but obviously, as a moment. As a moment. For a favorite game OST moment, I think, honestly, it would have to be, I can't remember the name of the track, but the, the first time that you walk into um, the the near civilization, like sort of the, the, the camp there, uh, in Automata. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. That was so atmospheric and suited the moment so perfectly that I just I fell in love with the game. Um, oh. That entire OST is amazing, but that moment in particular sold me on that game. There's something I'd mentioned from Near Replicants, but I can't because it's a massive spoiler. <laughs> it's not but old enough if, to spoil if yet. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a favorite uh, OST moment? Yeah, I do. Um, one of the most emotional moments I have in gaming. Pwah big big onus um i mentioned in an earlier episode that i played through mass effect 2 and then 3 and then i went back to 1 once it came out via the uh, legendary edition and one of my favorite songs from mass effect in general uh on the album that i had it it was called sounds of the universe uh and that was what it was called in the mass effect 2 soundtrack i think even though I can't actually remember where it was used in Mass Effect 2. But it's also known as the um, title music for Mass Effect 1 and also known as Vigil, at least in the in the game soundtrack. And so for me, one of the most emotional moments, mostly resting on the back of that piece of music, is when you meet Vigil in Mass Effect 1. And I don't know. I don't really know. I can't put my finger on why that moment is so emotional, but that that hits me every time i pl- and i've played through mass effect one multiple times since and every time you get to that vigil moment and you learn about the fate of the proteans and everything else that combined with the song like the soundtrack choice and how it was my favorite piece of music from the mass effect series and then to have that as the title music for mass effect one ah oh, whole thing ties it together favorite soundtrack based moment in gaming for me easy high praise very high praise was uh, a good moment. steve Oh god, don't let me don't fucking let me pick. Um just pick one of them. You don't have to say the the peak. Yeah. Oh it's the it's the Wii menu music, isn't it? Oh the Wii Shop. <laughs> the cursed one where it just oh. doesn't ever drop. The Gen 2 champion theme, but it never uh never hits the real Oh beat. that that's so cursed. I can't stand yeah. that one. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> or um special shout out to uh Oh, what's it? Uh, Final Destination, but to the Wii, but to the Wii, <laughs> to the Wii Shop music. <laughs> I need to hear that one. Oh god, I haven't heard that, but that sounds awful. It's it's just like you know that someone's gonna die, but you don't know when it's gonna happen, and it's just got that little, <laughs> it's just got that loop going. It's so good. <laughs> Go- going back to license songs, any uh, any Space Jam remix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I'll can take agree. The. <laughs> Um, yeah, but in yeah, terms of that... in terms of oh, OSTs, um, I don't know the Undertale one's fantastic. Final Fantasy, all all of the Final Fantasy. Well, do you have a specific moment in a game though? Oh, I don't know the final boss fight with um, Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII when it's got that big orchestral soundtrack. Um, one Winged Angel. 
Yeah, I really one like wing. One Winged yeah, Angel's it's... use in Kingdom Hearts 1, actually. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. It's really well, well there. Just, so many. I don't think I could even pick a top 10, let alone a top more. Like, even the, the Grisendo that plays when you're pulling out the Master Sword in the Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, don't make me choose. <laughs> uh, have you played the remake, uh, Steve, of Final Fantasy VII? I have not, no. Uh, okay, um, they they use Genova Quickening very well in that game. It, it's a top moment. Yeah, because man, that's such a great soundtrack. Even the Mass, yeah, even the Mass Effect and Dragon Age Origin soundtracks are fantastic. Um, mm. Many. Do you have one, Seth, so that we can, uh, I guess, wrap this up? I already did mine oh, earlier. The, it, was the, it, was it was the Gravity yeah, Rush Two. Oh, the Gravity Rush, yeah, Rush right. Two and Mel Gear Rising. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Sweet. Well, hope that answers your question, Trinity. If anyone out there listening would like us to answer a question or just tell Josh why he's wrong. They can reach out to us uh, either on Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's in the middle. So Fast Travel Lounge, uh, just, yeah, as I say, minus an L. Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge with both L's or email Lounge at gmail.com. And with that, we come to the end of episode 11. Uh, I realize this one might be a bit longer because of the direct, but hopefully you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again at the Fast Travel Lounge next week. Goodbye.